<laughs> Welcome, listener, to the Outlaw Much Show Drive-In. I am your ho- I am your host for the evening, Doctor Voodoo Muhammad Fatty, joined by Prince of Darkness himself, James Beelzebub Blanton. How are you, James? And I'm doing fine, and I'm feeling really oozy. Uh, yes, we are always feeling goosey. <laughs> we're going to talk about that a little in a little bit. But it is Devil's Night as we rec- as we are recording this, and we and tonight we present to you Halloween with a little bit of color in it. Ain't that, ain't that right? Okay, I can't hold on to this voice for that long. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. How you doing, James? I'm doing fine. How you doing, there, Master? No, I'm doing well. I'm doing. I'm doing well. So I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm coming off the flu. And now I've been under for five days. Tomorrow I go back to work, which is, which kind of, it's kind of good to get out of the house. That's kind of sucks, but yeah, you know, it's sort of like that mini vacation yeah. that you had. You know, it's just been, been watching stuff is over. It's never a mini vacation because you are like, I hope everything I left was done, or it is still right there waiting for you. <laughs> it's, I hate the fact that you know what, because I have the laptop, I don't. So I was, you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna open my laptop, check a few emails, and I go back out there, and then I see something that pisses me off, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to be resting. Why am I? Why am I looking up this? Shit? Exactly. Oh boy. That's to say, you still out of office one more day. Mm-hmm. Just to look go through your emails. Always yeah. do that. Learn that from good coworkers. Yeah. No, what I, what I did, uh, yeah, what I did, I was uh, just, uh, you know, I ha- uh, I have the laptop at home. I'm like, over the weekend, I'm like, if I know something might come in, I'm just, you know, Sunday morning, open up. Oh, here, mm-hmm. fine, okay. And I might not even uh, do anything about it. Just, you know, I know what I'm walking into on Monday. That's where. <laughs> yeah, see, that's always figured, yeah. Yeah. So... You have not, uh, so you have not, you are still not watching any wrestling. Yes. No. Oh, and one more thing. Thank you for the, I meant to tell you, I don't, I'm still part of MVS. I just don't follow it. So when y'all share stuff with me or don't tag me in it, I don't see it. So hence the confusion with the Nakamura thing. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I remember I put, I posted it and I remember I tagged you in the comments, but then I looked and my comments was not there. So it's probably. Yeah. The stupid so if you see any, yeah. So for one, anyone see any double or triple? That's why I just, nah, it just nah, that's, a, that's, a, that's okay. We're not ter- uh, we're not territorial about that stuff around here, not anymore. No, we not. Yeah, but okay. Big uh, so big news. Triple H out here opening the most unexpected of forbidden doors. I guess <laughs> that's what we can do. It's a nice way to come up and take over the country. Yep. You know, send an olive branch or. A Trojan horse, you can call it. <laughs> yeah, send our guy. I mean, yeah. and Nakamura is like, I mean, it, Yeah, go. No, 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 before you, and you can notice, wasn't to New Japan, but yep. to Noah of all places, see? So it's, it's kind of weird because now uh, uh, WWE has a new, an active New Japan champion wrestling for them. I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be an active champion for. And yet, and they're sending one of their own to Noah, so it's it's it's, it's very it's very surreal. 
the Twitter guys say, hey, you know, no, 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 it's not surreal. It's not really surreal under Triple H if we remember the whole expansion of NXT. Yeah, He's because he building was... business. Yeah, now if it was yeah. Vince McMahon himself, yes, that's surreal. To me, this is this is a cerebral assassin this, making his plans. This is exactly what he wants for NXT is. because if you remember, uh, like, uh, got arrested so Luke Harper, uh, Brody. Uh, Brody. He talked about Triple H wanted to set him up with New Japan for a while mm-hmm. before he left, but he could he couldn't make that happen. So now mm-hmm. that you think about it, maybe he wanted, maybe he did try, and the and the old man folded him down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this could just be a one and done deal, but if we see or hear that oh, that's a North superstar gonna be in NXT, this is the beginning of it right here. Yep. So yes, it's exciting. It's a it very is, it's great day. Yeah, great day and great announcement. And yes. here's the other thing: Noah has that going on with a WWE guy coming in, and they also have an AEW guy teaming up with uh, with uh, with him for his for his final match. Because Sting is gonna because uh, if you remember after the mm-hmm. Great Muda debuted yeah, for AEW on yeah. AEW Rampage uh-huh. at Grand Slam. They uh, they announced that Sting is going to be his tag team partner in his last match. Mm-hmm. So thank God, and not Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, uh, the weirdest thing is, uh, uh, I don't know why, but they said they're going to take on uh, they're they're still going to take on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett as well. Uh, I don't know. Playing it safe. And so he's like, okay, so it's Noah is pretty much Muda's company, I guess, that I remember her. Like that's the one he signed with, yes. Yeah. So, and now he, and he's doing things with guys from WWE, guys from AEW, and guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, who would have thought Pro Wrestling Noah would be the one that, you know, in the span of a month would feature people from uh, these three, uh, from the three main, for better or worse, I mean, I don't know if you can say that about Egypt. Well, I guess you can. The three top wrestling companies in the world. Oh, New Japan did that too, because Muda is gonna do something for New Japan. He's yeah. gonna do the Great Okan, you know, and that, you know, and then they have that 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 that. Wait, so he's going one on one with Okan, or is he just, or is it just a six man? Noah, they're gonna do. It's oh. gonna be a one on one in Noah, but the the build that they having a six man in New Japan, mm-hmm. you know, that wonderful six man where. Only five people can eat the pinfall, but not that one sixth person in yeah, the match. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's so one-sided, but it's great. It's fine. And Muda and everything, it's fine. It's just, it just, yeah, it just exactly. made me laugh. And it's, it's, it's a nice traditional, you know, Japanese uh, farewell tour. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Nakamura, Nakamura is hot right now. He was just, he was just, teaming, I mean, he, was, he just teamed up with the uh, hit throw on Friday, so. I guess it's punishment for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you want to go to Noah, and, and he's coming, and he's coming off a victory over two dimes from NXT. Is two dimes his cap? No, it's not two dimes. I thought two dimes was in um, AEW. Two stack. Probably two stack. Yeah. yeah. Two, he's two. So he's 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 twice the he's twice the thing. I don't know where that. 
But they still doing the Tony D'Angelo thing. They still yeah, doing the gimmick they're there. They're still doing it. Tony's apparently okay. got legit injured during his match with okay. uh, Wesley, I think. It was Wesley. So he's like, uh, he's unconscious. Right. So what he did is like he brought in, uh, he's trying to stuff him to stack up. And so he put him up against a uh, mystery opponent, which turned out to be Nakamura. Okay. Word is Nakamura is going to stick around NXT for a while, so we don't know. We're going to see. We'll see. But if they're going to bring in Nakamura to NXT, I hope they bring in the the opening course because those were those were awesome. Like uh, you know, because now his you know his theme music starts with the violin going. Ding. But the electric guitar, I think, was the thing that brought it. <laughs> I have a good discussion for you um, about WWE. I should. I wanted to send the report, but I forgot, and I didn't want to send it to the MSV because I don't want to start a flame war. Someone wrote that is the honeymoon phase over with Triple H regime of WWE. Was it Vince Russo? Oh no 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 no! Sounds like no. this is a that like no. Of course, if it was Vince Russo, I wouldn't care. But he just thought yeah. of and not try to find a senti, but that like okay. Let's get serious with okay. If he stopped doing the returns, the surprise turns, what is he really doing to make WWE better? And he was just throwing out like there's still similar things as Vince McMahon booking. And he did admit, like, you know, you can't change, you know, you know, you can't change completely overnight. But in his view, he does not see that course of like, okay, this is Triple H here. You know, you still having. Uh, I don't like saying bad finishes because any finish can be bad if you don't like it. But like questionable finishes, and it's, it's so, just that he doesn't feel like it's still so, it's still very uh okay. Now honestly, it's I cannot I cannot uh, it, fault that uh, that uh, that logic. Yeah, because this uh, July and now we into October, so he well, had a right. good. Yeah, we got, three to we got, four months. So he got the first 100, uh, 100 days. Let's, uh, let's treat it like a president. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so remember, we talked about this last week. It's like there's too many comebacks that's happening right now, which is, by the way, it was the same problem with AEW with their debuts. Mm-hmm. Bring people, bring in people, bring in people, and yeah. proceed to do nothing uh, with them. And here's the thing. Hitro came back. Less than two months later, they lost to the Legado del Fantasma, which were the hot new tie again. And then Legado del Fantasma mm-hmm. came back, and two weeks after they made their, you know, call up to the main roster, they lost when Nakamura teamed up with Hitro. And again, this is all the same shit that we gave Tony Khan help for on the same podcast for doing. The guy, the guy comes mm-hmm. in. They're special, they're hot, they're everything, and then where do they go? Johnny Gargano, same thing. Yeah. Which is weird because everybody thought that you know, not saying he's going to be moved to the title and stuff like that, but I, I, I felt that he'd be pushed in a mid-title thing. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, who's your mid-title stars? You got Gunter and Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins. Don't need the United States belt, but he needs some momentum. He just momentum, <laughs> and now, like, I don't know what's gonna happen with Seth Rollins. Is he's gonna hold on to that title or not? Because 
he probably didn't have seen this, but Seth Rollins is now in a food a feud with Mustafa Ali. I, I read about it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to me, Ali winning that title in Saudi Arabia would be the biggest thing. It would be. Uh, it just. I'm not sure that's gonna happen though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to find it though. Big sports. Big sports. But the, that's the whole thing. Uh, like, let's let's run down the people who have come back or have been brought back under Triple H and see what they're going to, uh, what they're going through. He got damage control. First of all, like you know, because that's the first like you know big shakeup that he did, right? Mm-hmm. So Bailey came back. Came back. Bailey has a second title match against Bianca Belair at Crown Jewel for, uh, in the last woman standing. I think ma- last woman standing match. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe she'll get the title. And then you can have Bianca Belair chase it for her at WrestleMania because... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't, didn't Bailey win the title on Monday or that was not the same thing? No, no. Because I'm getting confused. She won a non-title match. Okay, because I remember you saying it, but then the report said it was the title. That's why I was confused about no, it. I'm because, like, why because, are you making a big thing? Yeah, you. Okay. yeah, because the whole booking of it was just it's Bailey versus WWE Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. They never said for the WWE Women's Championship. They never put the graphic up. So, but then again, Bailey is probably going to lose because they he brought, they brought Nikki Ash back in uh, under her Nikki Cross crazy mm-hmm. gimmick. And she's got a feud with Bianca, unless she's going to cost Bianca the title, and then they're going to feud until, you know, someone else, until Bianca's ready to step back up. And this but, is- uh, I'm with you with the same thing with Rosie, not the thing, but I'm thinking Bar- Belair's running out of opponents. That's a problem. Also. That is mm-hmm. a problem. And that's a, and basically your biggest problem with the heel or with the babyface champion is, is what's next. Exactly. See, that's the that's the big problem because, and I don't know. It's it's maybe an old wrestling thing and never uh, wrestling thinking, and uh, we never liked liked it before. But yeah, baby faces are more interesting when they're striving for something, when not when they're trying to protect something. Unless, um, I mean, like uh, let's look at Rocky, uh, Rocky the movie. In Rocky, Rocky one and Rocky two, he's chasing the title. Rocky three, they had him lose the titles in order for him to chase it again. Exactly, because people love that. They yeah. love that. Yeah, because you know, just defending against the challenger that comes up is not as exciting. It's not as sexy as like you know the guys under the all odds. He's walking in with nothing, and he might come away with everything. It's... And. But that's the problem is Bianca Belair has not had. Honestly, it might be a sleeper feud, but she's had like a good title run since WrestleMania. Like she had her title defenses were Becky, Bailey. But everything between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, I cannot remember, honestly. The thing is, she's only good when it's personal or has heart, a la Sasha. That was the yeah. first one. Because mm-hmm. you looked up to Sasha. And she overcome Becky because twenty six seconds. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, also we laugh at it now, but it it was it, it turned out to be great long term booking. They got a good year out of it. Oh, yeah. they, it was. Yeah. I just had to think that 
Eggy didn't bring it up. She constantly kept bringing it up. Like, yep. get back in there. It just got a little repetitive because it's like, we get it. We lost. Yeah. You know, it'd be funny if they could remind her, I'll beat you 26 seconds, but it was Bel Air doing it. Like, it was weird. That's yeah, all. Like, you all, lost. Yeah, self motivator, I guess. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, but in order for us not to get off track, so you got, you got that happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damage control comes in. They're fresh, they're new. And they stretched this as much as they could without having Bailey come after the title because they put two months in or three months in into it. Mm-hmm. And then she beat her in the ladder match, which it's kind of like it gives Bailey an out. She was never beat and she was just, you know, Bianca just went up and she grabbed her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you got this again happening. And da- but damage control has the title, so. While they did take a few losses, I would say damage control is, let's say that's a good option of, like, people you brought in and they're stable in what they are. Mm-hmm. But then who who came after? Johnny Gargano. I hate to say this, but the guy's not getting a reaction from the crowd anymore. No, because they... Cause it's, it's... And I hate that when they keep going back to DIY, it's like, can y'all please break away from that? Well, That's... they can't use it now because apparently Champa. Yeah, it's injured. I saw it on social media. Yeah, they got yeah. But my whole point is that that's what they keep trying to go to. Oh yeah, they're either gonna team up. Yeah, just keep them away. I love Undertaker and Kane. We know Undertaker and Kane, but they never, you know, they cave them their distance when they need them to come together. Would, or yeah, I, I would just, I would just, uh, I don't think this is gonna happen this year anyway. I would have just brought yeah. them back. As a tag team for just what well, that one special run at WrestleMania because I don't want them against each other at WrestleMania because Champa versus Gargano played out at this one at, at this point. But Champa with Gargano as DIY could you could still get a little bit of use out of that. No, no, no. Gargano, uh, Gargano Champa, WrestleMania, hell in a cell. <laughs> that could always... work. In case you haven't heard. Because you have because you've missed the three hundred uh, social media posts. Hold on, I've seen a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I've seen a hundred. It, it, it kills me how easy he can get people drove up. I'm like, we've been complaining, so he's gonna do something about it. Okay. Yeah. So in okay. case everyone, in case everyone out there has has been living under a rock and have not heard this thing because they've been shouting it from their rooftops for the past week two weeks triple h is apparently rumored to be considering removing the hell in cell pay-per-view and other and now they're starting the whole thing with the you know the money in the bank thing where he might remove the pay-per-view as well now money in the bank i read this today i don't i think it's a sports kita or something like that someone put out there's a rumor that he might put the money in the bank matches back on wrestlemania on the wrestlemania card I feel indifferent about that. And the difference is that I agree it doesn't need a pay-per-view only thing. But then you're kind of booking yourself in a corner at WrestleMania because now you'll get the notion that we always got to have two Money in the Bank matches now. That's the problem. At I, WrestleMania. I mean, you get, I mean, if, if WrestleMania is going to be a two-night extravaganza going forward, mm-hmm. you could just have one here and one there. But then again, two lot of matches. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem, then. Um, well, you get a lot of people on it, but my thing is that um, how do you structure the titles? 
you know the WWE title will be on night two. Will the women's one be on night one? Because that's the whole thing. Because you don't want to have the Liv Morgan incident. Because that's what yeah, that's what people gonna well, 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 whatever it is, whatever it is. I mean, like they could just not factor the money in the bank cash and in the plans, and they're just gonna say, you know what? Yeah. There was the money in. Uh, there was a men's money in the bank uh, on last night, and there tonight there's a women's champion. Whoever the women's champion is, she got got free. She doesn't have to show up today after the after the women's mm-hmm. money in the bank match happens. You get what I'm saying though, because like you have like Ronda versus I Becky. Get it, I get it, but it's it's kind of like. And this is the problem. I hate that on the same night that the that the briefcases won, you still have to you still have to yes, wonder if they're the cash yeah. because it completely overshadows whatever title match is coming out now. Because exactly, no, but the only way no. you can rectify it is if the money in the bank happens at the end. But yeah. you can't do that but at WrestleMania. You cannot do that at WrestleMania unless it's going to be on the first night and then yeah. you have the second night, which is all, which is still going to have the same thing. And it used to be like that before they had, and, I, and I'm sorry that I say this, people, not in no way, before it was men's and women. They usually have the money bank at the very end of the pay-per-view because that was close to show. But now, whoever is in it, they restructure it to like, oh, we got more of the top ladies in here. Okay, that go main event. Or we got well, 10 guys. That go main event. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, they do that. Uh, yeah. And once, uh, again, and once again, they cannot, uh, they cannot they don't have long-term booking for the ladies because no. they had Liv Morgan cash in the uh, Money in Bank briefcase immediately. Bailey cashed it in immediately. Uh, Nikki Cross cashed it in one day later. Uh, yeah. I just, you know what, if he's going to do that, get rid of it all together. Alexa Bliss get rid cashed, of money it, in cashed it in immediately. I mean, it's basically, you know what, if you're playing uh, snakes and ladders, it's basically, well, it's a ladder match. It's basically, you know, that ladder match that takes you from the square number two to square ninety-eight, right before you get mm-hmm. to the home base. That's that's basically what the money in the bank ladder, what the money yeah. bank. I'd rather they do. The I just rather do this. Get rid of money in the bank and do elimination chamber because money in the bank is is played out now. And that's one of the other things he said, and you can confirm to me. He said that once the Triple H took over, that's not that many women women's matches like it used to be. Like there may be one. To a show, stuff like that. There haven't been as much, no. Yeah, see, and that's another thing he said. Like, he, you know, that hasn't been approved. But people think they think, oh, you know, because of NXT, you know, someone actually loves women thing. And I'm like, uh, you can't do it. There's less women you know. than there are men on the roster. That's the plain and simple, honestly. <laughs> exactly. No meaningful things. You can have extra matches, but they won't be anything meaningful. Yeah, that's I mean, basically what it is. And you can't. And you can do the what AEW does now, and what WWE used to do is like have one match and just showcase all the women at once. But just you know, everyone yeah. get out there. Oh yeah. But uh, oh, okay, so women, okay, so well debuts so, and stuff like so that. Let's Same just thing. say the women, uh, the women's uh, division under Triple H is still going through growing pains. I guess that's what they can say about it. I, I, think, I think a lot of things is, and oh, Dexter Loomis, have they done anything to make me care? Because <laughs> I still don't. It, they did this <laughs> thing that wraps up. I mean, like if you put anything anyone with the with the Miz, you can rest assured the Miz is gonna break him, bend over backwards to get that thing over. Mm-hmm. And he's done that with Dex Lewis, but apparently Miz is injured, and they can't have that match payoff. Wow, so that's twice. Wow, 
He only been injured twice. Yeah, Ooh. because he said he has something in his knee where the fluid gets uh, run out and then he comes back in again because he was supposed to have that, you know, a big blow-off match with Dexter last week. Mm-hmm. And so he assaulted Dexter while he was coming to the ring with the steel chair and put him out. So there, people are saying it's because of that injury. He's... Okay. And now they oh, put... It, it, it and, and now, since we're talking about this, they put Gargano into this where he's like, you know what, you could just have to tell the truth. So apparently Dexter knows some dark secret about Miz and Miz doesn't want it to get out and that's why Dexter has been you know, targeting him. And Gargano okay. is going to... Gargano is going to blow the whistle on him, which led to Gargano actually walking around backstage with an actual with an actual little whistle. <laughs> okay. And I love Johnny Gargano, but I hate when Johnny Gargano does goofy shit. I get you. I mean, it was good when he was a <laughs> heel, he was doing that in your ass thing, but it, it got old real quick, and it's like. Yeah, this seems out of place on Raw. I mean, like, how is he? How is anyone supposed to take the issue seriously? Oh, too Master Heater. That's the thing. I mean, That's like, it. it's when he was a heel, awesome because you're being goofy, like the Miz does. But now he's like, you know, he's supposed to be this babyface that I'm gonna take seriously and everything. And he's not, you know, he's not like because back in NXT towards the end, he was like the patriarch of this family, which had Dexter Loomis and Austin Theory, and then the Artful and Candace in it. The way. Now, you're just your own person. Which, by the way, he did this, and he ran into JBL, and JBL gave him that line, which people are keep sharing, where if this was the attitude there, he'd be carrying my bags right now. Uh, that's and you true. Look at, and you look at Gargano looking at him with a whistle hanging around his neck, and you're like, yep. And I saw that they did Baron Corman and JBL, which, um, okay. <laughs> JBL is magnific- so magnificent on the microphone. We're not going to say anything about it. Oh, I'm not talking about him, but it's like Baron Corman wasn't bad. It just gave him bad gimmicks. And I like Happy. It's just. It's, he still has the same me, music, by the way. Huh? He still has the same music. I heard, yeah. They could have just brought him. They could have just put him off team month and brought out the lone wolf Co- uh, Cor- uh, Corbin. That's all. Where he didn't talk as much and he just beat up people. Simple as that. I just don't see him needing the mouthpiece. He he he, he was okay talking. He could talk. Not knocking the wrestling god JBL is, but you know it's just like he could talk. But I think not... I think it's the whole like you know putting a bandaid on it. Just like you know what the JBL can fast track whatever they want to do with Corbin. Yeah. Oh. Let's give it a chance to fail before we rip it apart. That's what... Oh, I'm not knocking. I'm just thinking it's just weird. That's all. Yeah. But oh, Candice. I'm thinking. Candace I'm thinking there are a lot of other people that could have used JBL. But here's the thing. Not too many wrestlers. Can, not too many of today's wrestlers are not towered by. Are not absolutely dwarfed by JBL. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine JBL being Johnny Gargano's manager? It's gonna look ridiculous. Of course. No, I get it. It's get it. it just, you know, I, I MVP works for almost, but I can believe JB, JBL could do a little bit better. Because <laughs> MVP, not knocking MVP, it's just that you're just hyping him up and he's still going to be garbage. <laughs> okay. You know, you know who could use JBL? It's out there. Ooh. Bobby Lashley. 
Bobby could talk though. Bobby could talk, but they could work. Bobby could talk, could but work. It's, it's the problem. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like he could, but he could use someone else to set him up because Bobby is him being a nice guy shows when he's talking. This is the problem. That's what I'm saying. Yes, he needs to be cocky and arrogant and stuff like that. And now that's that's done now. That's done. So I know. Well, well I mean, he can't do him as a baby face, but as a as a heel, maybe Bobby Lash is better off. But that's uh, I'm thinking about people like that have to look huge for that for JBL to be with because I don't see JBL being Austin Theory's manager. Don't no. manager. I know. I get you. I get you. And and I and I have to say this to sidetrack is that. And you're all you cut out. Hello? Can you hear me? I can't hear you at all. Is this, some, is this on your end or on mine? Do you think? And you froze. Okay. Folks, I think we have a connection disruption. Just a second. What is going on here? Okay, so I'm going to try to... Disconnect and reconnect. Now the call goes. Tell me how it's calling. Hello? Jakku, come in. Jakku 1. Nope, guys, I'm gonna just, you know, pause for a sec. Yeah, yeah my, my whole thing froze. Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. You're, you're saying the whole, you're saying something about, like, you know, my whole thing is, and then. <laughs> just um, and then you you kept talking and I couldn't hear anything. No, and everything just froze. My whole screen froze. I got, what were we talking about? Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Oh uh, God, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, we were talking about uh, Bobby Lashley and uh, JBL as uh, JBL as a manager. We talk about you said Austin Theory. Yeah. We can't. I, I was, and, I was talking about how you can't see JBL being Austin Theory or Seth Rollins as manager because he, he looks a lot larger. He does and stuff like. Uh, oh, I know it is. Yeah. I'm happy go. people like him. I got it. I, I remember people liking Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, but I'm like, uh, Bobby Lashley better just go over. That's all I gotta say. I'm. I'm not opposed to Bobby Lashley going over. I'm not sure that's gonna happen though. Because, no, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like. That, yeah. and, that, and that's to me, that's what I want to see from Triple H booking that you get Bobby Lashley the rub. Bobby Lashley is going to be there. It's not going to hurt Brock Lesnar to actually it's have someone not, go over. It's, but I don't know, because maybe their logic is Lashley already has one up on Lesnar, which is why Lesnar attacked him. Mm. Oh. So that might be it. That aspect of it. Yeah. No, I get no, that. They can do the no, no, no tap out, no knockout. Just you know, let them go toe to toe, and then Bobby Lashley gets a move on the one, two, three. There you go. Hits him with the spear. He can even do the Hogan pop up thing where he pops his arm up at, after three and stuff. So there you go. You're right. I'm thinking. Just they are cool. Not knocking them. It's just that they can't. Don't have another match with these two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, again, Crown Jewel is. I, I always think about Crown Jewel like it's not. You no, know, people compare it to a WrestleMania, but I, I always think it's more like the Super Fight type of thing. So it's more like the thriller or like one of Jake Paul's things. I call it. It's, 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 
call it the the, the multiverse WrestleMania. Yeah. It's WrestleMania like WrestleMania type card, but it's not for us. It's for them. So it's it's, it's for the world. So I'm guessing. Yeah. Now now hold on. Now hold on. Would you say them? Because I'm gonna be there. <laughs> no, well, I'm one it's of for them. The yeah, it's more of a showcase. Uh, it's more of a showcase show, yeah. and it's more of like, and I like that it was always like super showdowns and those things. We're talking about super sh- super matches that you just don't have. It's like you had the Undertaker versus Goldberg. Eh, no story, no problem. It's just you know what? It's kind of like it looks more like the MMA type of things, where like you know this guy's good, this guy's good. Let's just have him clash. Which is basically yeah. what they're doing with Roman Reigns and uh, Logan Paul, but with a little bit of backstory. They're trying to make it look like a competitive match. Because I saw, like, he got a metal rod in his hand, oh, and I'm like, Did you see Paul Heyman try to sell that to Roman Reigns? Because that was messed. Oh. I'm going to send that uh, link to you, because that's uh, that you should see that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, but, yeah. I saw the post. I'm like, yeah, you have to because if you don't make it, if you don't take it serious, then why am I going to see it then? Mm-hmm. It's again, uh, and I'm oh. not sure. I'm giving not... props for doing that. Yeah, and you froze, but there you go. You froze for a moment, but you you working now? That yeah, was no, uh, yeah, I got sold out uh, quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, and yeah, so okay, so we're talking about. So let's say damage control, Johnny Gargano. Uh, Dexter Loomis. Uh, Dexter I say Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. Already, she's losing matches. She's, being, uh, she's getting beat up by damage control. Candice LeRae has been, honestly, and I love Candice LeRae, so it hurts me to say this, but she's been an unpacked since she came back. It just, it's fodder. That's, that's, he's building up a roster. So he can he can always shift things around and have fodder because that's what I felt about Emma okay. being there. You're like, oh yeah, he said Ronda needs some fodder. I'm like, why are you saying Ronda? And I realized that she's gonna be the surprise person for Ronda. I'm like, really? Don't it's, debut okay, like but, that. But technically, she's not now fodder because uh, Emma. Uh, let's let's just jump to Emma because she came in. She said uh, she was in a match with the worst uh, with the baddest woman on the planet. Now, whether you agree or not agree, that's her booking. So we're just. No, no, I agree. It's just that when it comes to that, was it competitive? Yes, actually. Okay. For in order for Ronda to win, she raked her eyes. So. Okay. At least they're doing that. Okay. Because you know, usually they could just have her come in and just squash her. You know, make it look competitive, but it's, it was a squash. No. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a so they're trying to lean into Ronda being more of a heelish type of character, which is good. So. Yeah. Okay, I get that. All right, Emma. Oh, Braun Strowman. He's going to fight almost. That's, yeah. you know, I, I felt that was going to happen. Now, I'm not, I don't know what what to say about Strowman because since his singles push, he's never been, Strowman has never been for me. Like, I've never, like, I get people who, you know, the spectacle of a big, of a huge man and who does that thing and, uh, you know, and the big show uh, when he comes in and everything. But me, I just could not get behind Strowman because, you know what? Giants that size, it's hard. It's hard to be to feel for them, uh, like being an a protagonist. Here's my problem: Strowman, Big Show, and all of them. Okay, less is more. The more they out there, the more you start seeing holes. When he's with the Wyatt family, he was perfect because he didn't do that much, and you didn't see him. 
once he went by himself, I was down with it. But this is what I get upset with. Is when you do this. Uh, I'm lifting this heavy thing. Look at this. Look at this. Uh. But then I get in the match, I'll easily get Superman punch one, two, three. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> which one is it? <laughs> okay. And then like, and yeah and then since he came back he he got thrown around the ring by chad gable in their match see what i mean yeah it's see awesome. so, it's, it's, aw- it's awesome for gable to be able to you know german suplex on Strowman and everything but what does that do for Strowman, the guy who you're trying to push <laughs> exactly supposed to lift up things and do all this unstoppable stuff and that's why i'm like and that's he can't and, can, and he can't stop a 200 pound guy from lifting him come on Exactly. And that same thing with the Big Show. They're like, well, he's the Big Show. He got the WMD, but okay, so why this match is 10 minutes longer than it should be? <laughs> okay. And it yeah. could be like Randy Orton. Why doesn't, just... why doesn't he just come out swinging? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, just simple as that. Oh, only the lower tier guys. Okay. Thank you for explaining that to me. <laughs> that's what it is. It's just when you have big guys like that, right, it's hard to push them. It's, it's hard to make them sympathy uh, baby faces yeah. when they're not fighting yeah. no one equally yeah. bigger than, so than them. So you can't yeah. do both. You cannot have them a baby face and have them uh, come out a week uh, every week. That's not how you get people. To, uh, that's not how they did it with Andre the Giant, I believe. No, you couldn't. You could. Andre the the Giant, when Andre the Giant was a baby face, even when he was a heel, even when he was a baby face, you didn't see him that much. So when you saw him, it's like, oh, it's Andre, and everyone gets happy to see him again and everything. But if he's like every week coming out crushing people, you're like, yeah. He did not uh, did not lose. If he did, it'd be like a DQ or a count, you know, yeah. something like that, something underhandling. He's like, yeah, you know, Randy Gordon pinned the big show one, two, three. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, they, so, uh, they. I guess the RKO is better than the WMD. They okay. run. The, they run the. Uh, they run the wagon into the floor with the big show. They could have easily got like five more years out of him if they had used him like you know, smarter. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my issue with that with big guys. That's what I thought. So I was all in with it and I was fine with it, but. It was just, yeah, just bit it too much. And now, like, he's back now. And don't worry, when he's a heel, he'll be doing that again. Mm-hmm. And all this unstoppable stuff. Yeah, but uh, to, to the uh, to back to what you said, as far as tournament progression, yeah, there's been a little, very little of that outside of, you know, the main characters, which is basically Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. That, yes. And I'm thinking, honestly, though, Masita, if Roman drops the belt and he does take time off, what they can do with the bloodline? And I don't think it, it, it it's they need all of them. It can be okay with Solo and the Usos, but it's not the same oh, without the oh, Tribal they, Chief. They, they scatter the they scatter the bloodline to the uh, to the wind, so the Tribal Chief disappears for a while. Next uh, next night next night they say the uh, Paul Heyman says the tribal chief has taken a leave of absence to you know reassess what his uh, position is and everything and then just he leaves this in your hands and all and just you know mm-hmm. Solo just starts getting that single push which he's getting right now but just as a baby face you know 
job guys. The Usos are just back the, down he, to where they were. He, so. he, he job guys to solo. The Usos are the tag team. Are in tag, uh, the Usos could use some time off. Wouldn't mind seeing main event, Jay. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they if you, if they want to split. Each mm-hmm. other, but uh, they could. Uh, I mean, they've been they've been on TV as long as uh, Roman has. They're fatigued. Yeah. There's nothing you know, to do with them either. So, it'll be interesting. Oh, and um, we know about Hit Row, but oh, the Good Brothers. I already know what you're gonna say about them. <laughs> they have not screwed them up yet. Oh, of course, nothing yet. But yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm still I'm I'm gonna say this. It's weird that the that the good brothers are baby faces. It's it's just I mean I, they've been baby faces before and the WWE and all everything, but it's just their general demeanor is more jerk jerks than you know honorable stand up individuals. Yeah, but it works. For and, now. It's working for now. And um, I have to say, I didn't hear it. I heard about it. Quotations. Dominique Mysterio is this generation Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know why people are just you know, like I get I get why people get pissed off at it, but I get I but all these people who are, are supposed to be smart smart. And everything else. No, I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. It was, it was a perfect. It was a perfect heel. It was a perfect. Yeah, heel yeah, exactly. I think it was great. Yeah, I think it was and great. It's exactly it. And everyone's like taking it seriously. How dare he compare himself? Yeah, he's the bad guy. Exactly. That's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> and he's kind of feuding with his father in a way. So that's how you stick it. And to he didn't it, just say that. Way, yeah. He didn't. He didn't just say that. He said. No, actually, Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. So he just doubled down on it. Exactly. <laughs> and that was me, it was a heel tactic that you could connect to. And, and he fact, got the exact and reaction. He and honestly, get. they should have turned the meal a long time ago because people hate him anyway. You could attest to that yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't hate him. It's just that it's like. It's WWE fault. Okay. Where if his name was not Mysterio, which is everybody, that I know it's not his last name. He would have went to NXT. It's not. <laughs> he went to NXT. That basically and built himself up and then show up. Because my thing is right now is why the Rock Dog is not in the main event roster now. But yeah, that's right. Because the Rock is not in the main event. To we do have stuff not. <laughs> we have not. We have not seen her though. We don't know where what level she's at. Now Dominic Mysterio, we didn't know I, we didn't know anything about Dom either. Yeah, he was on the main yeah, roster. He was carrying himself, and he was training with Lance Storm for a year, I think, before they called him. So, oh, yeah, we we could prove that. How we don't know that the Rock had you know Lance Storm training his daughter. See, that's the whole point. See, that's that's the thing. There, it's just that. But it's, oh, we're regal. Yeah, but it's, it's the whole thing is like you know what they need um, because remember this was during the pandemic and they needed every like bell whistle magic trick they could pull off. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, no, I get that, Master Heater, but see, you get the difference. It was fine for that storyline, but he never left. <laughs> That's the thing. He never left. That's good. Yeah, see, yeah. If it was like a a one a two month storyline thing, and he did the SummerSlam, okay? It, 
I think yeah. the whole thing is, I, and I might be wrong about this, but it might have been uh, the because of Mysterio because Mysterio just wanted to work with his kids and he doesn't uh, with his kid and he doesn't know how long he's gonna stay active for. Exactly, that could have been it. But that's that's the whole the problem is that like that like you don't see too many other people getting that chance. But last name and there you go, it kind of worked. That's that's what people look. They're looking more of a nepotism type thing. Yep. Like if he wasn't Mysterio, would this guy even be on TV? But I'm thinking, well, you're right. The Rock's daughter, NXT, William Regal's son, which we know can probably go. He might not be have the best personality. Who's in NXT? That's what people just look at that like that. What's so special about Dom? And then when you see him, you're like, yeah, he's okay, but he's not that great. That's all. It's doable. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean... I'll say that when Johnny Gargano's uh, future kid is on the roster just like his dad. It's going to be longer than long ago. I know. But, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Nah, because I'm thinking, because what you said about the honeymoon thing, the uh, honeymoon period is being over is kind of interesting. I'm going to still look it up and find it, but it, it, he made good points. He wasn't knocking it. He said he hoped it'd be better, but he just like... The, the 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 period he gave him, I see similar things that Vince did, and there's other things that haven't really changed or anything like that. I mean, Which, yeah, but he's not going to change everything. I mean, like there has there has to be things that he, he's still also under. Uh, he was also sitting under the Vince learning tree, so uh, there's going to be things that he's behind. Look, I, and I give you that, and that's what you do. You still get, but see, but people always thought because you know what the problem is. Too many people saw NXT Black and Gold, and that's why people loved it because it was so much not like Vince McMahon. Yeah. So in Logic Minds, he's in charge now. He's changed creative. Now we take an NXT Black and Gold to the main roster. That hasn't uh, that's, happened it's yet. Basically, that basically what's happening right now. It's NXT Red and uh, Blue. <laughs> the problem is Blue better than Red. Blue is better than red because yeah, but blue is better than red not because of NXT though. Blue is better than red because the bloodline basically. Exactly. See, and my thing is, and that's why I told you I'm giving him till January. To me, January is going to take shape of what his vision is. Because it's the road to WrestleMania. I guess it's it's his main thesis. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Everything kind of changed. Everything gets erased in a certain way. Storylines close for good. I'm giving him to that to see where he goes next. Because what my thing is, what is the aftermath of the bloodline? That's what I want to know out there. What's the aftermath of the bloodline? Because that's the hottest thing there. What's the aftermath after that? And, that's and, a, and yeah, and here's uh, okay, so I'm going to ask you this. The bloodline right now is probably on their hottest Streak ever, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you credit that to? Is it Sami Zayn or is it Roman Reigns? I'll say both. Gotta be both, right? Roman was the Roman. It's like it's like a sprint. Roman was the first one, get it, and tagged in the Usos because you know let's give the Usos credit; they make it entertaining too. That final relay is Sami Zayn. There you go. Yeah. And stuff like that. But that's the thing. It's, it's like because Roman is still is always going to be the central character, and Sami Zayn is just is the guy that's playing off of him. Like a, 
And this is the whole the whole idea, and this is again watching this whole thing. And this is why when I sent you the video, I sent you two videos. Was one of them was just Roman Reigns coming down the aisle because you had to see his demeanor coming in. He was pissed off at them, but he still did his pose, and he's still like, you know what? I'm in control. I'm still the boss. I'm still the head of the table. I'm still the chief. And mm-hmm. it is the best thing ever. It's because this is exactly the what a mafia boss. Is presented as he knows that Sami Zayn is just looking for a shelter or something, and Sami Zayn is essentially using them, maybe in a more innocent way than they're using him. But he's like, yeah, this guy wants to hang out with us, and I'm gonna use him until I don't have any use for him anymore. And you could see that from the way that Roman is talking and the way that Roman is like, you know, he tolerates him. Sami Zayn entertains him, but Sami Zayn steps out of line. He's not gonna have any second thoughts about throwing him down the guy. No. And and that's basically the whole thing. And he just gets to and it's the whole thing of of a mafia of a mafia. Like I get I don't know if I did said this about this before, but it's it's almost like when the guy is undercover in a mafia, which is Sami Zayn right now. I'm not saying he's undercover or anything, but there is always the mm-hmm. guy that there is always the. The foot soldier that's weary of him, Jey Uso, and the boss that trusts him, or just you know, which is Roman Reigns. And this is the perfect. No. Yeah, and every, like everybody else, you know, uh, Jimmy's side was Zami. Jay don't trust him because he like said, "You're not blood. You're not you know," and, which makes sense. Someone should be like that because it's me, my uncle. Sorry, me, my cousins, and my, my brother. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, why is this guy coming into my fa- into our family business? It's the whole... Exactly. You're letting this guy... And, he, and the thing is, the greatest... Sammy is... Not more, it makes sense. But it'd be great if he was some more. It'd be great. Because <laughs> I really think... Couldn't do it the way Sammy does, but if Samoa Joe was around, that'd be great for a Samoa Joe thing. Like you're not part of our blood, you know, you know, like that. That would be good, but it still works for Sammy. Then Roman's just there, so he's good. So when it comes to, it's going to be a day when Roman, like someone betrayed me. Everybody's going to be thinking ahead. It got to be Sammy. It yeah. would be a good babyface pop if it was like Jay. It's someone like that. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. And then, like, see, it's actually see, someone. Now you're, see, now you're thinking about mafia movies. That's, that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, see, exactly. Because that's, that's how they portray it. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole thing. But once they actually, once they turn on Sammy, they're going to create the biggest baby face in the company. That's... And I know people are going to say Bray White is so, and Bray White is number one, Drew McIntyre is number two, Cody's number one on Raw. Honestly, once they turn on Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn's gonna be the biggest guy, the biggest baby face they have. Oh, he's there already, I believe. No, technically, he's the guy who gets the highest thing. But there, yeah, when they said it, that's the company creative organically. Yeah, but organically, Sami Zayn is Sami Zayn's getting the biggest cost, but not, but not you know our main baby face problem. Like they're getting, he's getting cost that we're entertained by this guy. Not we want this guy to succeed. You understand? Mm-hmm. He's not getting, you know, the Drew McIntyre pop where we're like, yeah, Drew beat Roman for a thousand. No, he's getting like, Sammy, we're happy to see you. 
and it's exactly. gonna, you entertain it, it. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. He's getting the not the not the people are behind me pop, which is gonna happen once he turns babyface because people are gonna get behind him then. The way they get behind him, the way they get behind him, if. Betrayed by the bloodline, mm-hmm. or he stands up to Roman, or maybe maybe kind of both. Could be both, yeah. But it has to be that way. They have you can't turn on them, or anything like that. It has to be something they, where he's they, the victim. They have, they have Kevin Owens like has been trash talking Roman for a while, so they could have mm-hmm. like this whole fire feud with Kevin Owens. And then after Roman beats him, he has the bloodline come out and try to beat him up, and Sammy does not re- refuses to partake or is reluctant about it. And then not on that night, the night after. Yeah. In the SmackDown so after. Roman brings everybody out and stuff and like tells that. Him, yeah, why didn't you do what I told well, you? Hold on. They can stretch it out for two weeks. How they can stretch it out is Jay getting in Roman's head. Like I told you, he's not one of us. He's not bloody. He saw what he did. And, and then you do little antics and tricks and stuff like oh how did kevin owens get to the locker room or you know blah 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 they could do that coming up to the feud yeah like uh like you know coming up to the feud itself yeah stuff like that and maybe even sammy Zayn actually attacks uh kevin owens to prove his loyalty but then but you know once they do they have this council and roman says you hesitated and if you're hesitating and doing this, how can I trust you to be with the bloodline? You're out, and then they just they have to beat the crap out. I mean, like demolish him. Yeah, they have to destroy yeah. him. They have to like put him through the table, slam him on the stairs, break his hair. You know, like he's got to be destroyed to the mm-hmm. point you don't see Sammy again for like a month. Exactly. A fact. Again, get it. Understand. If it's still Rock versus Roman, they should do that. But that would have been the perfect time to start the whole Sammy thing there. After WrestleMania. It's like, not after WrestleMania type thing. And then you don't see him for uh, two months. And that's when you start building to the SummerSlam main event. See? Yeah. So it could be Rock versus Roman. Kevin Owens versus Roman at Backlash. Then you just kick off Sammy kick the Sammy Zane off a month after. And you, you're just going. And you're off to the races. Exactly. It's, mm-hmm. Because, and this is more interesting to me than Cody versus Roman, than CM Punk versus Roman, than anyone. I'm going to be honest with you here, here, Master here. I'm only interested to see Cody coming back to see what Triple H is, but I'm not interested in anything Cody Rhodes in WWE, honestly, really. Honestly, Cody versus Roman never actually clicked for me. No. Because. Cody is not an under. Uh, Cody is still being presented as this kid that was born in pleasure, and you know has been, you know, as he's the prince of the wrestling. That's kind of like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He has his own royalty coming in, so he's not like. They still make him the underdog, though. They can still make him the underdog. They, they could try to make him the Dusty Rose of this generation compared yeah. to Roman, and you gonna be like, uh, "Excuse me, uh, you the same way too, then." <laughs> 
But I can see him like, yeah, you got everything you wanted. You Roman Reigns, you know, you was destined and blah blah blah. You're the, you you're the guy. You were the guy. You were the guy they strapped the rocket to. Exactly. See, he can easily change, and you'd be looking like, uh, for you, Cody. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. So it could be, uh, and oh, yeah. would you like uh, once Roman loses the title because you're thinking about the aftermath? Aftermath. What yeah. would what would you would you keep him as a as a heel or would you turn him as, as turn him baby face? It's up to who you lose it to. And that's the problem, though. The thing is, let's take out, let's say Cody. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cody sold his soul to get the belt. He turned heel. Yep. Not make Roman a baby face in that aspect. Not a full baby, but what he is. But now he he's baby face like that. If it's like Sammy and Sammy accomplished the goal, top of the mountain, beat him, I keep him heel a couple of months after that. And then you moving on that. That's the problem though. It's like who's gonna take him off that that decides what's his next fate is. Because whoever's gonna beat him. It's gonna take some time off anyway, so it's a good time that you can either repackage him, but you can cool him off, and then you can do something new, and then boom, he can come or back can and stuff like that. A, oh, or you can bring him back as the big, uh, the big monster he would uh, with the bloodline still behind. Yeah, because yeah. the one thing I can tell you, too, he always forever will be the tribal chief. They cannot remove that from him. No, that is his best personality and character That's for his, him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the best thing for him. It's the best thing in wrestling right now. It's the, it's the poor horseman up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not WCW's poor horseman, WA's. <laughs> <laughs> who debuted a new belt? So I want to, I want to, I want to argue with someone who say another promotion got too many belts. <laughs> Wait, who debuted a new belt? Uh, NWA. Really? Again? Yeah. Ooh, saw the clip on YouTube like Billy Corgan debut new belt, and I'm like, ain't that number ten? <laughs> Out of a roster of ten. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. So Crown Jewel rundown of Crown Jewel just uh, real quick. We got Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. How? Do- uh, what's your prediction? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't even say that. Was oh, I'm thinking, yo, yo. Well, I think Master Heater that Logan Paul's gonna get him a punch, one, two, three, and then Austin Theory's gonna run in, cash money in the bank in. Austin Theory is your undisputed WWE champion out of Crown Jewel, and then next month Roman Reigns is gonna steamroll Austin Theory and be two time, two time WWE undisputed champion. That's where you go. That could work. <laughs> I honestly would not. I mean, I, I hate that. But he, I mean, they they foreshadowed it. But you could you could tell there's gonna be there's gonna be a knockout punch popped in that match. Uh huh. gonna, be, gonna be one, two. Uh, yeah, ah, yeah there's crazy, gonna. I, so I, I, I mean, there's gonna be a groggy rap that's gonna like take forever to get there, uh-huh. and then it's gonna. Paul might pull or might pull the ref when he's about to hit that three and stuff like that. Yeah. He, matter of fact, we just booked the finish. Paul, like, what you do? You know, God, there's two people named Paul. Heyman's gonna be like, you know, Paul gonna look at him. What you doing, this and that? And that's when you turn around, Superman punch or spear. One, two, three, match over. It's gonna yeah. be 15 minutes, and you're gonna be like, that was 10 minutes longer than it should have been. 
<laughs> it could be, but uh, I believe in the tribal chief. He has done magic with a lot of people, so. Oh, it's not that, but just the whole point is just to be ridiculous. And the Uso is going to be there, right? So he won't be run-ins. Now the problem is, would his brother be there, Jake? That's... Oh, God, let me be quiet. They might try to do that as Oh, next. God. Did you, not, did you hear Jake? The Logan versus the Usos. Did you, hear, did you hear Jake beat Anderson Silva? Yeah. Shit, that was John. This could be a 47-year-old person. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah decision, though. Yeah, decision 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 knock about. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping Silva oh. would actually be able to win that one. Me too, but then I saw the age and everything and how people think it's fixed, so it's like, yeah, I mean, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, those things are, yeah, I mean, I guess those things are always going to be like, you know. You not- have to look at it as, as that he's not fighting someone his age and his caliber. He's fighting older guys. And, and yeah, I'm not and, saying. Yeah, and Silva, Silva was a boxing champion, I think, in Brazil. But I'm not yeah. sure how much of boxing is for it because his fighting style is more. Muay Thai and Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu than anything else, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it sucks though. But anyway, okay, so that's uh, Logan versus Roman, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. So you're th- you're thinking Bobby Lashley should go over? Do you think he's gonna? Do you think yeah, but it's gonna be Brock. It depends on also what they want to do next with either one of these guys. So if what happens if Brock wins, where does he go? Because I think Brock is going to go away after this match for a while. Exactly. That, that, that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel that you should give it to Lashley because of that. Because he'd be gone till either February, which is Elimination Chamber, to set off whatever his feud at WrestleMania is. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And oh. Almas versus uh, Braun Strowman. This is I mean, this is 100 going to be Braun Strowman. I'm just hoping this man yeah. is no longer than three minutes or four minutes. The fans going to win. There you go. That's who's going to win that match. The fans, because they get to see it. Because I don't care. And this You'll is the see. Problem, and this is the problem. If Braun Strowman was Big Show, I would have said, okay, this match could be good because Big Show could put together a good match. I'm not sure Strowman can though. It's five minutes, and they they're gonna do all the little spots. They're gonna do the train spot. They're gonna do the little uh, uh, who's stronger thing, and they do some feet to strength. And but yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maybe. You know what? Hmm. Let me go. Let me go off. It. I'm thinking Braun's gonna lose because of MVP. And then they're gonna they, have another. Match. And then they have another match. Okay, that could work. Yeah. Because they they need to have a gimmick match. I don't know what the fuck it's gonna be, but yes. And I'm sorry for cussing everybody because I really don't know. <laughs> what they do. A Pujabi prison match. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. Don't even put that out in the ether. These two guys cannot pull off a Punjabi prison match. I know. It's who's just... going who's gonna, who's any... to go through the Tiger door? Uh, the moment is any match that we don't care about ends up in a Pujabi prison just... <laughs> uh, Maybe I cannot from hell. <laughs> oh no no we don't talk about that no more no 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 okay yeah. okay sorry it's an undertaker match that we don't bring up so wait it wasn't well, no no okay. al snow and big boss man sorry sorry I'm... <laughs> yeah no we don't talk the about undertaker that. Right. So, the undertaker right prison match man. was an undertaker match actually <laughs> 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 um okay 
So Bailey versus Bianca. We've talked a bit about this. Do you think Bailey does it? Last woman standing. She should. But here's my point. Kelly wins it. What's next? Raw gonna be in the same situation with SmackDown. It's, the problem is I, I'm not sure. Now I said she didn't move the needle, but they did beat her up last week. All three of them. So would Candice LeRae be the next challenger? She does have a win over her. That's even weird that they had Bailey lose, but okay. I mean, they had Bailey lose right coming off of the ladder match because she was distracted and oh, everything, and you can, know, it was kind of a fluke can, win. So yeah, you got. Candice, you got Alexa. And, you know, you know Oscar's still around. Nikki, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki oh, apparently, there's a rumor that Oscar's injured, so we don't know what's going on. Oh, that's messed up. Still a rumor, so I can't uh, confirm. But you got Nikki, and Nikki actually attacked both of them. She attacked Bianca and. And that's what I'm worried. Me. That's what I'm worried about. I'm thinking it's going to be a triple threat, and that's how Bailey's going to win it. Not at Crown Jewels because Nikki might interfere because, in this. Yeah, yeah because it's the, the last woman standing match. It's going to be hard to bring that a triple threat. Oh, sorry. It's the last woman standing. But no, Nikki will be interfering in that. So, yeah, I don't know. Somewhere or another, they're going to mix Nikki into this. Or one way to, uh, you know, extend this further is to have a double count out. Yeah. They have a triple H yeah. on Michael's kind of thing. Yeah. But then the next one, you have a triple threat one. And yeah. that's how Ellie that's wins, how and you can still save Bianca's face in that situation, though. Yeah. Because then, yeah. Then Belly can move on to another challenger, and it can be Bianca and Nikki for a month or two. Like that. Because yeah, she's crazy, cool. so she's going to fight everybody. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you need some baby faces to go against Bailey and your Alexa, your Candace. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Gang <laughs> Cross in a few cage match. Drew, this is kind of weird because again, while it's not the time to beat Gang Cross, there, this is Drew McIntyre. I don't see a comeback from two or from three pay per view losses in a row, especially since he's the same guy. Exactly. That's what I look at it too. Because I thought about extreme rules like Cross kind of won that one, so Drew has to win this one. Yeah. Which, if he wins by escaping the cage, I guess that kind of works, but uh, would he? And this is the other problem. He'll be up there. Yeah. He'll be up there, and he's like, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm Scottish. I'm going to do it like a man, and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the other problem uh, with this feud is the whole thing is Drew McIntyre keeps treating it like Karen Cross has been trying to avoid him. Karen Cross has never tried to avoid him. This is... Karen Cross has been actually the one coming after you for the for this feud. But yeah, I mean that's the logic you have for it. And well, I guess Karen Cross is one of the guys who Triple H brought back, who's in a good position, I guess. Wouldn't you say? Oh. How you look at it? It was rumored that he might become the champion because you know they wanted two champions on the uh, yeah the but show. That, but that was all speculation by you know. Well, I know, I know. I mean, just the idea of how high he was, the idea where he was going to go. Because yeah. remember, he was one of he was the first. He was the first. 
they was high on what they was gonna do with him and with the idea of him. I would say, yeah, he's doing okay. I was just more thinking that they had big hopes for this guy. Everybody else is like, oh, they back, but Cross was the only one like this well, they gonna a, do all this stuff. I mean, this is and this might be also one of the problems Triple H is facing with the growing their offers because in, in the reign of Roman Reigns, there is only so high you can take superstar right now without you know putting them up against the actual the the main guy and the main guy is not gonna lose until wrestlemania mm-hmm. which he should not i mean that's the whole no. point okay and then there's a couple other matches we got the usos versus the brawling brutes i'm thinking the usos are gonna win yes running out of issues with Roman too eventually. The Sammy and KO will be okay, but it's just like the fact you're pitting KO back in a tag team when you know it's but again here's his one sign up. What are they doing with Kevin Owens? They're not doing anything with Kevin Owens right now. He just can't mm-hmm. and uh Raw and this is the problem with too many comebacks because Raw is overflowing right now. So mm-hmm. slow down a bit. That's, that's I think the next thing we talk about is not the new people, but who are the established people been there and they have not as a you know moved up or yeah, and they did, because they had a lot of good things that are happening with Kevin Owens and now Kevin Owens is, he just you know he just flat out disappeared. He's not even he not he didn't even get injured off of the show. He's just not there. Mm-hmm. He said he usually don't do crowd juice because of Sammy. Oh yeah. I mean, maybe, but yeah, he's been. I mean, he could still be on the on Raw and not do Crown Jewel. Oh yeah, I thought you were talking about Crown Jewel, not Raw. That's know. weird. So he hasn't been on Raw. Bro. He hasn't been on Raw for a long time. I'm not. Yeah. Ah. Okay. After that heated thing on NXT, he had <laughs> like. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did that thing on NXT, which was cool and everything, and he was funny about it. And this is one of the. You see, this is the thing. Uh, Kevin Owens is entertaining, but and I don't even think he does this on purpose. But see, when he doesn't like you know interviews like this, he kind of makes the thing about him and how he's a smartass. Because mm-hmm. he kept talking about like, you know, this whole thing is gonna break down into a brawl anyways, and uh, you say, and you're doing creepy, and you're watching and you're thinking, oh, Kevin Owens is great in this. You're not thinking about the guys who are supposed to be highlighted in that interview segment. I like the whole, like, don't Google J.D. McGuire. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I did see a clip of that. Mm-hmm. I'm in XT, and he said, don't Google this person's name and stuff like that. I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah, that's the whole idea. It's... I mean. Uh, it, it just, I bring them up because, you know, these are trip Papa age boys here, and everybody. And what, uh, me. I'm, I mean, they're at the point where everyone is a, is a boy right now. Every Pretty much. Yeah, and the, these supposed nice. to be highlighted better because they Triple H guys, and I'm like, no, no. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's going weird. The only guy who might not be considered a Triple H guy is Dominic Mysterio. And the Good Brothers. And Logan Paul. Exactly. And AJ Styles. But he loves those guys anyway. Mm-hmm. In respect who they are. Yeah. So. But everyone else has pretty much a lot. Like, all of these guys came through the NXT system. The losers did not. Neither did Kofi Kingston, but uh, like, look at oh, everyone. And, um, 
like let's look at this like let's look let's look at crown jewel roman reigns came through nxt he had a cup of coffee there but he came through nxt bianca belair and bailey nxt the mm. brawling brutes not the uses but the, who they're facing nxt um carrying cross andrew mcintyre NXT, oh, mm-hmm. and you could say that Drew McIntyre was on the main roster first, but he was Triple H's boy back then as well. So that's all. I remember. No one really, really hardcore people remember that Drew McIntyre, but everybody knows yeah. this Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, what did we say else was on the show? Omos and Brand Strowman, both of them were in NXT. If we played them, yeah. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, and Brock Lesnar. Those are not Triple H guys. And I'm Vince's guys. Yeah. yeah, there's always gonna be Vince guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I said, they they bad, but they expect that you know these are the ones that you know Vince didn't care for. Hence, you know. Uh, and that's the problem. And, and here's the thing: people have been conditioned to actually think about some way or another about these guys, and that that's the problem. That Triple H is not just changing the show; he's changing the culture because. That's why you cannot just, you know, just uh, has a hard reset on Monday Night Raw and like, you know what? Forget everything. We're just going to run this the same way we ran NXT and they will. But people are going to turn it off. Right? There... It'd be AEW Light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, because, yeah, I did not come to see this. So that's why you got to like, you know, give them a little bit of what they're giving, uh, what you wanted to have in the midst of it's like giving the med- the medicine. Uh, it's like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So you're just you're still providing the mm. sugar they're used to, and then you're putting your medicine in the mouth. And oh. yeah, that's the state of WWE. Uh, I don't think we have to talk about anything AEW specific. I mean, unless... I saw I saw your comment. I saw your comment, Matthew. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Which comment is that? Unless you want to talk about like you know the hot the hot match that's going to be between John Moxley and Lee Moriarty. So no, you, uh, you you basically said it was a complete joke. The company is a complete it's, joke. So it's, it's, I, it's because they, you know I watched this infuriated. They just had. Swerve, which by the way, Swerve did not show that he was like. Uh, let's talk about this whole thing, and you know. Kidnapping and breaking. Yeah. So it's, the segment starts. Uh, Keith Lee uh, ha- has a squash match for some reason on Rampage against some against Serpentico. Yeah, Serpentico. He yeah. has a literal squash match where Serpentico, you know, does a dropkick, does not hit him, and then Keith Lee just, you know, just hits him with, with the power bomb. It's just that's the, oh, Serpentico chopped him. Keith Lee no sold him, lifted him, power bomb. One, two, three. That's it. And then out come the acclaim. And people are happy, but there's uh, but the anti bone says there is no rap tonight. We know uh, Billy Gunn was uh, with us, and now he's not here. So what are you doing? Uh, and this is Tony Schiavone went into the ring to the interview uh, Keith Lee. So they're saying, so what? And um, you think to yourself, if a guy was with you guys and he disappeared, your mind goes to kidnapping right away. His dad was. Yeah, like he could be busy. <laughs> yeah. Like- <laughs> Maybe one of his sons had something happen to him. I mean, they're estranged, but they're still his children. And mm-hmm. it's like, and they're thinking, and then, and for some reason, Tony Schiavone says, Billy Gunn had to leave because uh, his swerve is not here. 
We all know Swerve is not here. As they say, we haven't seen your attacking partner, Swerve, so where is he? So he's got to be dead. And Tony Giovanni says, Swerve is not here, and we know Billy Gunn had to leave because of personal issues. It's a stupid line, which I'm not sure if Shivani actually, you know, came up with it. Because it breaks, mm-hmm. because it it breaks against it trails against everything they were trying to do in the segment as much of a joke as it was, because if he if Tony Schiavone knew that Billy Gunn had to leave because of personal issues, then how did the acclaim not know? Exactly. And well, exactly. as he said, first, that, yeah, go Because I was thinking like that's a good way to move it forward to making you suspect. But if the claim did know, because it'd be better if the claim said that. But yeah. then it wouldn't make no sense for them to be out there saying, where's Billy Gunn? <laughs> yeah. That's the idea. And as he says that, Swerve comes onto the screen and he's kidnapped Billy Gunn. The Billy Gunn is in the back. So this whole Billy Gunn left because of personal matters is not true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So how did Tony, where did Tony Schiavone get this info from? It's just freaking stupid. That's the, the first stupid thing. Here's yeah. the funny thing. I saw people comment how they liked the whole segment. Yeah, so, people I don't know about the segment the whole one, but the whole Swerve and uh, Billy Gunn segment part of it. But I'm yeah. like, I hear that like, yeah, it wasn't the best thing to do that. It's not a good thing. And, that, and Swerve is like, like, if you're kidnapping someone, you're going to break his fingers. You're going to broadcast it. And I understand. It's professional wrestling. People tell their shit in the ring. But come on. It's the criminal. It's in a video it's a literal, it this is... guy is literally committing a, a crime while uh, while filming it live, and he knows that he's doing it. And there's a cameraman there because the camera moved behind him as he was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can even <laughs> just have like, hey, you know, record this and send a videotape and stuff like that. But that's what you got to lose your disbelief because I always quote it. I first time watching MLW. And when Injustice hit the curve stomp to Brian Pillman, recording everything, at least said, Brian Pillman is not going to press charges because, like, what? You was almost murdered. (laughs) Why are you not pressing charges? (laughs) So you can have a match? This is the whole stupid thing. It's because I don't want you to be, uh, like, we're going to have a tag team championship match, and I don't want you to be there. Well, yeah, motherfucker, if he calls the police, you're not going to be there either. Exactly. <laughs> and I get to try to be real, but it's still stupid because you don't have to press charges, but that state can still press charges because they see you being assaulted. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, man, think of just, you know what, hire someone to kidnap him at the match. There you go. I mean that. What was that? I mean, that's it. I mean, it's shock TV. It's, it's the whole Vince Russo kind of thing that's going on. And you know what? They're going to tell you Steve Austin broke into Brian Pullman's uh, house. Yeah, he got arrested. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't press charges. No, he bailed. He, uh, he bailed. So he was out. Yeah, he got, stuff like yeah, that. But he got yeah. arrested. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the whole point. Like, do if you do it, do it. But don't tell me. But not. Welcome to my world, Master Heat. Because I sit there and be thinking about that stuff too. And I'm like, someone tell me. It's just wrestling. I'm like, but still, I'm intelligent. 
It's like <laughs> I'm not. Just... Yeah, it's like it's the wrestling. But if you if you want your wrestling rooted in reality, yeah, in reality, there's consequences to whatever the fuck you're doing there. Exactly. If you and... don't get arrested, can he be suspended at least? <laughs> And the match and, is off and, now. And this is what drives in my viewers. And I don't know why I turned on Rampage because, you know, it was early in the morning. There's nothing on TV. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get this over with. Rampage is live. I cannot read the spoilers online. And I'm uh, going to read that. And I'm just going to watch this. And they're running down what's going to happen in the next few weeks. And they're saying next week on Monday with this whole, like, festive graphic thing. Billy Gunn's the birthday bash. The guy who was just, you know, kidnapped and assaulted and had his fingers broken, they're going to have a birthday bash for him and you're advertising it? Mm-hmm. Are you an idiot? I mean, and this is part of the reason that I don't like AEW's show anymore. It's stupid. It's, there's no consequences. There is no, there's no logic to whatever they're doing. There's no, and you're supposed, you're, you're treating me not like an idiot. You're treating me like an idiot who has the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> I'm due. I'm due. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's it. Yeah, that's the uh, the whole thing. Uh, and uh, and of course, uh, you know, there's a whole mess about the women's championship and everything. And, you know, Saraya was yeah, was being interviewed, and then Britt Baker came out to the interview, and they had you know this whole bitchy chat at each other. The two women who fought into the uh, into the crowd a week ago, they can now stand to be in an interview with each other. Uh, I know that's why I stepped back, and I told that's when you I, that's when I, I said that's when think... I said the show is stupid about stupid about stupid because that that thing happened right there, and I'm like, God, my mind hurts because there isn't a segment that company's presenting that's not insulting <laughs> that's how i feel about it all together all, all together and then when you get to the matches it's just eh. that's what it's about matches so it's like, yeah, it doesn't i don't miss it and i'm not i'm not surprised that they want to do mja uh face because i ain't last talked about that they're like where is this going to and where it is leading to and i'm like like is it a face i'm like it's not like no, but like they could do that because you can think about it. I'm I'm thinking it might be a fake out face uh, face turn. That's what most people are doing too, and I'm thinking it also. But we just have to wait and see. Because, and here's the other thing, and Brian Lash said this too, and he put it in my mind, uh, and I couldn't uh, you know get it out of her. Jericho had to say to the scum, "We're gonna turn this guy baby." Just to undermand him. And now you could just, you know, you're seeing what's happening. It's like, oh god, they're gonna do what Jericho said he would, they were gonna do. Mm-hmm. Which makes you think, did Jericho know they were gonna do that, so he just decided, you know, take credit for it, or is it, or did he actually engineer this whole thing, or is it just a happenstance where he said, oh, this guy would make a hell of a babyface, and then they're now gonna turn him babyface surprise surprise. <laughs> Man, the man is a genius. <laughs> yeah, and also, also, he got, uh, and also, apparently, he confronted uh, Punk backstage after the scrum and told him he was a kid. The thing, I, I and, and for some reason, no one has heard about this until until now, the, yeah. until now, yeah. where the elite are scheduled to be back, and uh, Punk is about to be uh, bought out of his contract. Yeah. 
we're, we're gonna hear a lot of stuff, and people are like, well, I want to hear the investigating report. It can't come out. No, because... that's not gonna come out. But the... and you're not yeah. probably never gonna know the true story, honestly. But... No, no, you can't. Because but we can't because it might look, may may look the elite look more like assholes than they already are, or it may make CM Punk the biggest asshole ever. So it's best well, to like. Well, huh. CM Punk is gonna look like the biggest asshole ever because he doesn't have any more friends to do, you know. Put dirt on their podcast about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he has the Allah Mushroom Drive in. See a punk, you can always come up here and see Yeah, see a punk, listen to us. If you want to tell your story when, at whatever time, we will give you a part. We're not even going to interfere in anything. You just. But here you go. Magic word of the day when you hear is allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Don't we throw will, facts. Yeah, we'll, we, will, we, will, we will sign contracts that say we will not uh, sue you. We will. Exactly, because we're going to be. Yeah. yeah, and I can vouch <laughs> that each of us has their own independent bank account. We don't share a bank account together, uh, uh, contrary to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This is all Joe O'Connor. Joe O'Connor is the boss. This is all him. So yes, any responsibility about what all, I said yeah, or and, and, actually, and honestly, each of us depends on independently has a joint account to Joe O'Connor for some reason. I don't know why, but that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into Halloween. This is oh. Halloween, boys and girls. I wish I knew the words to this song. Anyway, go. We're gonna talk about the hot new uh, anthology of Gomero de Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Yes. Like we're doing podcast now. Yeah, you go first, sir. Um, so. Oh, hold on. Let me remember some of the episodes. So, yeah, like, you wanna, yeah, okay, so uh, right off the bat, is the outside still your favorite? <laughs> You've seen all eight, right? I know, I know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Watching all eight episodes, it's number three. Number three. Okay, so there were two that got ahead of it in the next coming. Yeah. Radio Out of Rats was number two, but my number one is the viewing because it's just did it's not just, stop it's just, it's thinking about that episode. Yeah. Yes. To the casting, to it's, everything. Uh, it's just... It's a very... <laughs> It's a very A twenty four esque movie. Yes, yeah. with the self music, everything was just yeah. Like, I, if I remember, what, uh, yeah, if I remember, the director directed something that. I mean, once I knew who, I can't remember him now. But wait, let's see. Okay. Just a second, sir. I am just looking it up right now. Ding, ding. I got you. I was getting the list of episodes together myself. Uh, yeah. They kind of remind me of a Nick uh, Mandy. Like that could have been a Mandy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's the same director yeah. of Mandy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's how right. I made it feel like this is Mandy. I'm like. In a way, you like, I'm trying to get Nick Cage in there because I've not been surprised to see Nick Cage in there. Nick Cage would have been good oh. as any, well as any one of them, honestly. Yeah, but it was just different. 
Yeah. It just built up like what like I said, what is going on here? Is this what what is this? I didn't expect that ending. Yeah, that ending was, I ain't, yeah. that ending was even like, they got in the Lamborghini and they were showing it. It's just here, I'm gonna say this part go back in there. I love about it is cause it's not cheap. It's well shot, beautiful, well acted. It's the A game. It's uh, you brought in the A game for everything now. Yeah. Well, every every one of those episodes that brought the rating for all, but this one it's uh, yeah. it's it's the love letter to eighties horror movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though it takes place in the seventies, but it's seventy nine, close seventy nine, and I like none of them really was modern. You notice that except the uh, lot thirty six. Lot thirty six and... was kind of modern, but it did look like it it could happen in the early it was early two thousand discs or yeah, and um. Yeah, no, no. I, I was thinking the thing. The outside, outside was more. Outside was more. Yeah, yeah. So everything else was some period piece. How great, which I, I how, great how great was Don Steven in that in that role as the TV salesman? Oh my yeah, God. I, I, I can, where do you even start to put that accent together? <laughs> no, exactly. It was great. It was just great stuff like that. So, um. Oh, yeah, Graveyard Rats was good because just the look and the theme of everything. I enjoyed that. But, yeah, the viewing. But I'm still... Three and four is kind of tied with... Uh, I did enjoy the autopsy, too. The autopsy was great. The autopsy... The yeah. problem with the autopsy is that it took a little bit too long to get to the point. Exactly. Just a little bit. A lot of things like that because I felt like... Uh, Lot, model like lot, ever. Lot, like, lot 36 also had the same problem, I think. Uh, yeah. Which is probably why Graveyard Rats is... It's either the Graveyard Rats or the Murmuring for me because, for two different reasons altogether. But the Graveyard Rats just went right into it and just tongue bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And, and it, it was, was crazy. And it, yeah, crazy, yeah, it was crazy and it was, a, and it was also a tour-to-force acting job by the lead who was I can't remember his name right now, but he was Tormada in C, the TV show from Apple Plus C. And this guy was the main villain in the last season, so I was like, I'm, and I kept watching, and I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. <laughs> Other people was like that, too. And, and now, the murmuring. I thought it was good. I thought it was a little bit too long, but a ghost story at the end, and after seeing the view and everything, I just wish it was like episode three and four. This is why and I, I never... give up to Andrew yeah. Lincoln too yeah, this because what... I'm like I knew what he was, but every time I looked at him, like where I know this guy from. Oh yeah, Walking Dead. Yeah, it's because of the glass. It's, it's because of the glass. He plays an old guy, so it's kind of like it's disarming. It's like yeah, it was like, and I feel bad because the only thing I think of is Walking Dead. Like no, 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 no. But I, I, I like like again, a game all around. It's just. It's the murmuring. It would be better if it was not for The murmuring is because That's it's the cancer, because it's a, it's a perfect ghost story kind of thing where it, it builds up, yeah, little by little. It goes. To, it's the same director of the Baba Duke, so it's kind of the same, you know, theme song. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And then I said I liked it, but it just it just for the last one, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm just like you are gonna end on that and stuff, but yeah, but it's, it wasn't. you gotta look at everyone as so and so because and a lot of those felt like they were so, like. I'm not sure if you know. You know what creepy pasta is, Kevin, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a lot like the autopsy could be a creepy pasta story. The Lost Thirty Six could be a creepy, a creepy pasta story. They're like all short. The outside was a short story, so it could be a creepy pasta. It's yeah. Mm. It's just this is how you go. You go with demonic, and you go with alien, and you go with uh, giant mutant rats and the uh, I mean rats skeletons. Like that's uh, that, that thing. Cool. That thing underground. Yeah, and that thing. Yeah, going, underground. Yeah, yeah, and this guy going mine. And, that was calm. Yeah. As hell. Yeah, and the outside was more of more social commentary. Yeah. about things, and and you went to the uh, Lovecraft thing, which you come with witches and the afterlife and darkness and madness. Yeah, and then the viewing was what it was. The viewing, <laughs> and then yeah. you go with. Yeah, see, it just. Yeah. So you're covering just, pretty much all the horrors. Yeah. It's just, yeah. That's all. Like I said, it would have been better in the more high tip. It was like more in the middle. Mm-hmm. The ghost stories are kind of hit or miss. It's how they play it out, though. But yeah. it was good, though. But this was good. It was like, it was more of an acting. It's, it's, uh, it was great because the ghost story was the background to this ma- to this wedding uh, married couple that was dealing with the loss of their son and they were being torn apart. It's, it's great in itself. It's great. It's it's a great story in itself. That's why I like. It's not not scary per se. Even though you know what the scary parts of it were, kidding, but it's pretty scary. Can it's like imagine if you're sleeping and you hear someone say, "I'm so cold." It's like, what the? F-? Uh, oh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, what the? Because f-? I admit the bathtub scene was great. Yeah. Stuff like that. So like there were scary moments in there and stuff. Yeah. But it's all in all, it's a great show. It's, yeah, I was yeah. looking forward to it, and it, it did not it, disappoint. It, I was thinking, like you know, because yeah, I always like uh, make it like you know October. Like I want to watch as much horror stuff as I much, and that show it pretty much satiated all my horror ones. And and then uh, VHS ninety nine was great. Which, VHS, which I'm glad yeah. y'all told me about yeah, it. Yeah, sounds like uh, I felt one and two was good, and then I just felt like it would start going downhill. And what I I read, I saw video spoilers of, of Viral and uh, mm. 99, 94, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, those, eh, are the two I, those are the two I did not see as well. I think. Yeah. I saw VHS and VHS too, the but they blended with each other. But... Yeah, I'm going to send you to Found Flicks where he actually discussed uh, endings. He, he goes from the beginning to the end of the whole movie and stuff like that. Yeah. And he does like Netflix and uh, stuff that most people confuse about, but yeah, they didn't look that intro, but 99 was great. So yeah, that finished my thought. 99 was pretty great because it, it kept moving. It's like, you know what? There isn't because all the VHSs, there is always that story that lags that you're like, yeah, I'd rather be doing something on my phone right now. And while you can do it with, during this movie, this one just, you know, it kept like, you know, getting interesting. It's just this. First one was typical VHS. You know the one with the band, mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you, that whole that get off my stage and they just pulled that one kid up. That was awesome. No, I know that. That's what like Dak. I'm like, oh my god, no rack. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I wanted uh, to send like some of Dan Cortez with them, but I'm like, they wouldn't get Dan Cortez. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and they were like, you know what? How? Did- this is second because you wanted these kids to die. That's the whole thing. With 
I know, I know. And that's the that's it. Like the one kid was smart enough, like, hey, if you have it weirds and they keep pressing you, turn around. Yeah, fuck <laughs> like, I'm like, fuck y'all. Yeah, I'm watching this and I'm like, why are you friends with these kids? <laughs> They're horrible. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're just exactly. And I'm not sure did he die? Did he die? Because all I saw was like when he said, "Go back to your final resting place." Well, he died because he was on the drums. He didn't leave. That's what I said. He didn't leave. He he was he trying, leave. and then he just sprayed that one uh, that one girl with the thing, and she just screamed away. But I don't think he got away afterwards. Did they? No, no, no. Because he was in the drama. Because I looked at the end, he was yeah, playing oh, his drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was there. So they brought yeah, him back. So yeah. Uh huh. I'm like, yeah, you should have left. That's what you yeah, did. It never went down there. Never, never gone. I mean, like. Fuck these assholes. They no, were no, what he said, like, man, I'm getting lost here. Oh, I'm going right back up these stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that? was like, the, no, the, sui- no. the, the suicide one uh, was the suicide pledge one was also pretty scary because anyone who's uh, as a as a well not claustrophobe, <laughs> well not well known, but you know, a somewhat of a claustrophobe myself, I was like. Yeah, staying in the staying in the coffin. No. Uh huh. And I it could hear, and I could hear, say, and I could hear, and I could, you know, I was watching this, and I could hear saying white people. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly, because you like <laughs> outside. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. I liked that they at least showed they up. Uh, the consequence of what happened because I was yeah. mad when they like don't go off when she dies like that man like I like that that they came back and everything and yeah and they and because they got they thing. and because you know the demon or what's what's her name guilty and it was so unexpected that she was gonna show up like that I was like what the, I'm, I'm like watching this like what the hell what mm-hmm. <laughs> she just kept coming and coming and coming in the game show one oh my god I had to read. Something because I didn't understand why the daughter did that, but then they said with the mother was like you, you know making her do this because you know so they can get out and of Detroit and blah blah blah. She did that blah. thing because yeah. while they were walking through the tunnel, she said, "You know what? You're gonna wish we're gonna get that car." Or you know what? Wish for fifteen million dollars. I'm like, yeah, this woman is horrible. She's not doing yeah. this for her girl at all. She just wanted that wish. You could tell, yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. You could tell the girl, you could tell the girl to wish for her leg back, and then the girl did not yeah. even wish for her leg back. She just wished everyone away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. See, so, but that took phase and, over. That was that was. What's that? That took phase over. You know that show where she. Was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the final camera. phase. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah. And then you had the Medusa, the Medusa one, the Gawker. Yeah. Which, by the way, the kid was actually making a pretty good home movie with those army men. Just gonna put he that was. Up. I thought. I'm glad they kind of, you know, it was the fourth movie. They got to like, okay, come on. what the hell is this? Like, is this the wraparound and stuff and like was, that. I, like, I, okay. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, this is the fourth. There should be another one. And then I'm thinking, wait, did they cut to something else? And then I saw the kids come back in, and I'm like, okay, so they're going to give us this fifth. And then, yeah, and, then, and, and then that last one, oh my God. That last it one. was good. I understand. When I said it, I didn't. Because I remember y'all said y'all laughed at it. I'm just like, I get it. It was funny. It was, it was batshit crazy. Yeah, that's mean, the whole thing. And it, yeah, it's just like. It just kept going yeah. and going and going, and you're like, what the? 
because I heard I, if you, if you, if, because uh, I watched it at first and I thought, okay, this one, this is gonna be the sleeper one. This is gonna be the boring one. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and honestly, I started not paying attention until they actually did the whole thing where one of them ended up in hell, and I'm like, okay, what the hell? And I didn't even rewind or anything. I was like, I'm just gonna watch this. What's going on? And they just. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I don't remember these two were doing the actual interviews before they went to the exorcism or what. Yeah, that's how I felt too, because I was doing the same I'm thing like, too. I'm thinking, who is this guy who's reaching for the camera? And I'm like, okay, okay, so there are two different And the fact that they both got killed. After they did this whole thing and they put and they put the uh, man, uh, for Mandy's name in the book. <laughs> If you watch, you know, the credits of the VHS until the end, let it roll to the end, there is actually a chant for Mandy. So. That's what I was going to tell you, yeah, Mabel, like, yeah. Mabel, sorry. So, yeah, I was going to say Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. For the sin hair there and stuff like that. But no, it was great. It was, oh, beginning and the end, it was great. And I liked it. I, I was entertained and stuff like that. And I like, I love anthologies. Once they got a good thing about it and it's not cheaply done. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah, once middle the road. Uh, yeah, but, but, but you know, you need, when you Guillermo del Toro is going to be good because it's on Netflix and it's Guillermo del Toro. I mean, like the guy makes oh, yeah. the best horror effects ever. Exactly, and he just he just he just did it. But yeah. but back to the the thing, it's just I like Pikmin model. So I like I like Kristen Grubber. He did yeah. a good one, even with the New it's England accent. It's, it's like it's the whole. It's just there's this thing about Lovecraft uh, stories where you're like, yeah, why is this happening anyway? <laughs> Which exactly, and he does, you know, <laughs> madness and vision and everything. It's just the Pikmin model. I'm like, what? What's the end game of this? Yeah, <laughs> okay, like, so what like what's going on? Is here? Like, yeah, the monster came out and a very freaky monster and ate, you know, the Pikmin Pick, himself, and then. Well, no, like, oh yeah, you know. So the idea yeah, is they just, just to spread, spread madness through the paintings. Is that what's happening? That's... Yeah, yeah. See? Basically. So I'm thinking like, um, this is what gives me, right? You get it messed up. The And the the, the, the scenes was crazy. That's the one with the carriage with yeah. the woman with the hairy dress and everything. Oh, God, yeah. My thing is, you saw it and you felt weird about it. Why constantly continue to go see what this man is doing? <laughs> like he told you to come, you like, know, you know what it does to you. So you're, like, yeah, so white just people, like yeah, white people since the 1950s. <laughs> yes, yes, very much white people. And uh, dream one, it was good. It had a nice look and everything, but it's just like yeah. I stole that ending from um, Fallen. By the way, one of the most underrated horror movies ever. I mean, it's a horror thriller, I guess. It's one of the most underrated ones. Oh, I love it. Yeah. My friend hated it because he like, oh, it's just Evil Dead, but Evil Dead did it better. And I'm like, oh my what? God. Just, yes. Yes. The whole spirits and stuff like that. Like, ugh. I'm not even going to talk about it. So. He's your I know. Friend. People he's, just. He's your friend. He's your problem. People just. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, in the '90s, everybody was self-righteous about all that stuff, and you know, you get to that point when you're in that high school, college thing. Uh, movies are crap. I can do better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude, because oh. Fallen was freaky as hell. Like you're what? No. 
that part where James Gundel, I mean, like, because if you try to, you know, disengage and put yourself in the main characters, like, can you imagine James, uh, like, you're sitting there and James Gundel can just, you know, does this whole thing, uh, moves you over and thinks time is on your side, and you're like, yeah, you'd be like, what the fuck? Two things I remember about the movie. Chris Maloney in the beginning, singing it while yeah. he's about to get executed. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah, and then they played it. They played it. Uh, they played it perfectly for us. Yeah, and then John Goodman trying to sing it too because I thought that was great because it was just it was just weird. He did, he did, like he did the that. shuffle. Uh, he did the shuffle dance too. As John Goodman, he was like, "Yes, yeah, he's Joey so, yeah. fuck, you're fuck, one at a time, Hob." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I thought it was great. Yeah, that it is very underrated and stuff like that. So, but uh, area stuff recently, not much though. Honestly, you know, um, yeah, it's but, hard to say that. yeah. So, do you have any traditional like a uh, movie that you watch on Halloween or you know during Halloween seasons or anything, or are you just no, not you know, it's hard for me to watch movies multiple times. Because so, I thought about it, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Sunday and Monday. Like, I should try to watch something scary and stuff like that. But it's hard for me to go back to watch something. It has to be something I've seen before, but I haven't seen recently so I can see it. Yeah. Speaking, stuff like that. Speaking of movies that are Halloween uh, Halloween rituals, anyone within the sound of my voice, if who be Halloween is a Halloween ritual for you or an October ritual, please keep that to yourself. You're embarrassing me. What was that? If anyone says that watching Hubie Hubie Halloween is a tradition, please keep it to yourself. Oh, you're you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing me <laughs> for just listening to it. You're embarrassing. I thought you because <laughs> someone said that about Hocus Pocus. Like I don't know how people can watch Hocus Pocus as a Halloween tradition. <laughs> it's just like I could watch, got they, they... I could watch Hocus Pocus every two or three years. That's uh, it's uh, it's I mean it's. It's good background noise. It's not like you're going to sit down and watch it. I'd watch Hocus Pocus and not uh, over Hobie Halloween, honestly. I'll give you that. Yeah. I First just, of all, just... two things. Hobie Halloween came out two years ago, so you only watched it again last year. It's not a tradition. It's your starting a tradition. <laughs> now, Trick or Treat, that's the movie <laughs> if you could say lucky. <laughs> Ooh. See, this is what happens. Oh, no. See, this is what ha- what happens when you mock the witches on Hocus Pocus. You get no. the sneeze. You get the I know, and it's and it's messed up because it's just a lot of horror stuff. I don't like I don't like modern horror. Like you know, everybody like it follows. It's actually what you think of it follows. I love it follows. It's uh, I haven't watched it follows since it came out, or maybe or maybe I watched it once since then. But it's a nice. I figured, I figured it wasn't the first time you see it. Like, I own it. Um, I heard the hype about I enjoyed it. It was different. It was an original. But that, that story can be scary because it's unknown if you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Someone it, could have that curve. You get with it, them, and, and now you got all these weird the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it works as both things. It works as that and it works because it's also a... It's also a metaphor for uh, for the dangers of you know underage sex, STIs, STIs, and so yeah. forth. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scientific thing. Yes, you, you you get something from someone else, and now you curse with it, and everything else like that, and stuff You're like passing that. Passing it along, and so forth. 
So it works on yeah. that thing, but that's not why it's good. It's good because, like you said, it's the unknown because the movie did not solve whatever the hell this is. No, they didn't and... care. They didn't tell you what it was. We only could assume all that stuff <laughs> that you just said. It's yeah. the reason. Yeah, and it gave you. It gave you a. Well, the finish was kind of murky. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, but they try to give it. Uh, not gonna lie, but this, is, but it's it's independent. It's independent. It's an independent horror movie. Their finishes are pretty much ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. It's like you oh. don't. I'm trying to get why people think Hereditary is scary, and I'm like, oh my I god, oh my god, thank you, thank you for saying that. Hereditary, Hereditary, in my opinion, right now, is probably one of the most overrated movies of all. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm thinking everybody is just, and people are like, oh my God, it's like, what other horror movies you've seen? Like, I don't watch that much horror. Then that's why you think Hereditary is so hideous because you don't watch horror yeah. movies. Because it makes stuff, no sense. I know about it. Yeah. Hereditary makes no sense. It's... No, it doesn't. And everybody say all the stuff, thing. I have not seen it. I've seen bits and parts. I know what happens. I'm looking like that. Like, how is this scary? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's a scary scene, but the whole movie is not like a scary. It's not even just that it's scary. It's just why? What is this? Exactly. I'm like, oh, it's with cults. I'm like, cults not scary. That's that's not scary. Because I mean, you know what? To me, every lazy independent filmmaker use cults or some weird religion. And I'm like, eh, I'm done. Because <laughs> it's a yeah. situation that you just don't. And it's, for it or just don't and it's the whole and it's the whole like you know what evil triumph there is no hope it's not even the twist yes. of like they think they conquered the evil and then the evil you know no it's just you know the evil just the good guy just did the job that's the whole <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's independent dark movies like most of them not all of them, but... yeah so i don't i don't get so modern horror it's not my thing yeah, and, but it's a this a subgenre they call. It, I forgot what it is. Um, it's not modern horror. Something else. It's supposed to be horror, but it's all fancy and stuff like that. I forgot what it is. But uh, neo horror or something like that. I'm, I'm no, 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 that's something like that. Yeah, because that's what it follows and the hereditary. They fall underneath that stuff. Um, yeah, but they're wildly different um, movies. Though. I know, but it's just see now I gotta. Yeah. No, what uh so... what would the like uh, I mean like uh, let's uh, like out of like the modern horrors, I think yeah, it follows is pretty good. Um oh, phenomenal, honestly. Two thousand nineteen. Which movie is that? Us. Us, US. Oh, oh us, okay, yeah. Yes. Us is phenomenal. I think the invisible man is pretty good. Not sure if Split can be counted as a horror movie, but that but it's awesome. I think Invisible Man is more of a thriller than horror. It is, yeah. It's a thriller with horror. With horror. In it, cause with a horror team. Yeah. Or a horror villain, I guess. Yeah. Because you really... And I like, that's what I liked about it, that it wasn't true horror. It was a thriller. Because I'm thinking, if you want to do these modern... you want to do the classic monster movies in this day and age... You gotta flip it a little bit. Yeah, they did like if that. they did the Wolfman, they did it into a mystery, that would work. It's been done a billion times, but it works because the idea that there's a Wolfman out here, and people know how to kill the werewolf. <laughs> it's just best if we don't know 
who is the werewolf and then you can yeah then you can do that because they yeah because i think what movie did that good it, it was the french movie brotherhood of the wolf i think that's what it's called yes 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 Brotherhood of the did. wolf yeah. yeah i own that yes yeah that they did that they did that pretty good <laughs> yeah see that's how you do it mm-hmm. so it's just best to change it frankenstein could be an actual they 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 could do horror with frankenstein, frankenstein dracula yeah. could be whatever. dracula honestly dracula the netflix series i don't know if you saw that one or not uh, it's on my thing. I have yeah. not seen it. It's, on it's my uh, just a three part, so it's it's kind of like it's three mini movies, I guess. It's uh, like three uh, three two hour movies. So I think that was the perfect execution yeah. for it. That they leaned into it, but they made it all about like you know the character of Dracula himself as an antagonist, not like you know the guy who's trying to hide himself or anything. Because oh. I could give you more spoilers on it if you want. Oh, no, I'll check it out. My, my yeah. little sister told me to check it out. Um, I'm trying to see. It's just... I'm really in that whole space. I like to see 70s and 80s horrors. And some 90s. Just... Nothing Maybe. recent. I still want to see Smile and stuff like that. And I got to see The Barbarian, which I am going to see it, but a friend wants to see it also. Yeah. So just I'm to, waiting to try, watch it. Just try to avoid, avoid reviews, avoid Trailers, avoid everything. Just go into Barbarian, completely blind. I know. Here's the best thing. I know. I saw the trailer and sent it to y'all, and that's the only thing I knew about the trailer. And yeah. I just found out it was HBO Max. I ain't heard no reviews. I ain't seen anything about it. Just, People are not yeah. talking about it as much, honestly, which is a good thing for you. Uh, for I think it didn't do so well at the, the box office either, so that's probably the reason why. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it didn't actually get released here either. You know that. Mm, so yeah. Speaking of movies that are not—I mean, like they're saying, "Pray for the devil is not good." I mean, yeah, I'm done with exorcism. With who? With the exorcisms and stuff like that. It's like, uh, not that I'm not done with them, but it's like it, it's no. name me name me three of them that's good. It's not the exorcism. I can, I can only say, uh, okay, I'm going to say the last exorcism, the first one was good. Yeah. Then that's not the exorcism, though. Not that. It, technically, it was not an exorcism. Oh. Yeah, technically, it was not an exorcism, too. He never tried to exercise her. Uh-uh. Because he was trying to, you know, prove that the whole thing was in your head. Already. But I'm going to tell you the other one that was, uh, that I'm thinking that uh, there's the one that people sleep on that much. And it might not be horror, per se, because but it's more like a police drama thing. Have you ever seen Deliver Us from Evil? Eric Bana. Eric Bana and the government community, they're like uh, strike force cops. And they encounter this case that is weird. That turns yes, out weird. I love that movie. Yes, yeah. I did. Yes, yes. Now, movie said, yeah. Yeah, that one's good because you don't watch it as a scary like exorcism movie. It's just you're watching it as an actual cop movie. And then there's things that's happening in it. Yes. Yes. Yes, I enjoyed that movie. That was fun. As I was saying, you gotta, you gotta flip it a little bit. It's crazy to say, but that's the only way you can make it interesting. Because yeah. every every exorcism movie always try to outdo The Exorcist. You cannot do a movie that's almost what fifty years old that's still scary to this day. You can't top it. Yeah, and stuff it, like it that. Proved that it stood that the the. And you gotta stop doing remakes. I mean, like, well, not all of them, but at least, well, 
I have no idea why they tried to remake the Wicker Man. Because well, speaking of which, you know they remake an Exorcist. I heard, which is kind of weird. I mean, no, I guess, I guess, I, I mean, I'm getting that with modern technology they can make the effects much scarier. But can they? Can they though? Can it be more? Can can they make an image that's more scary than that girl while she was being possessed and her whole head spins around? <laughs> no, because if it's CG, no, they cannot. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you now. Do you remember The Exorcist? I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember the broad strokes of it, honestly, not the. Okay. Did you did you see the director's cut? Not that I can actually remember anything specific okay. about it. Because in the director's cut, there's two scenes that most people talk about. One of them scenes freaks me out. It's the spider walk on the stairs. It's so uh, fast and random. Yeah. It's creepy. And the other one is, and I'm sorry, listeners, you wait, hear this. But... Wait, the, wait, the spider walk was not in the actual movie that came out? No, I don't think so, no, yeah. Oh, okay, I did not know that. <laughs> I, know the about other the, one, I know the spider one, but it, yeah. Was that? I know the spider one, but I did not know it was, you know, not in the yeah. theatrical version. Yeah, that I remember, yeah, because it's like, and she like bleeds out, you know, blood comes out of her mouth. It's like real quick and it's freaky. The other one is she masturbates to a crucifix. I don't remember the scene. I know of the scene, but I know, yeah. Yeah. So I probably yeah. did not see it. was bloody and it was bad and stuff like that, yeah. That kind of sticks in your mind. It's and there's the head turning, the puking, and the, the voices and everything. But those <laughs> don't leave your brain ever and stuff like that. So it'd be kind of hard to do. Now, what they can do is you can do what Evil Dead did and just be serious. And just be real dark. Yeah, which but the Evil Dead yeah. was, but take out the little comedy of it, though. That's what I'm saying. You got to break away. Because I could... We could bring up a recent thing, and I know you enjoyed you and Joe enjoyed it, and I understood what they tried to do, but Halloween ends. Oh, in that aspect, see stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. You can uh, put something new in it. Yeah, Which again, by fans, because. Again, you got to see Michael Myers, and you don't get Michael Myers till the very end. Well, you get him, but you don't get much of him. So I mean, yeah, they gave him the Goldberg, uh, the Goldberg schedule in this in this match. Yeah. Oh, that's all I'm off for. Just be some original, be different, and just you know. But it's hard though, and like you said, if we grew up in the '80s and saw what we saw, what they did with practical effects, it's hard to do it with CG. It yeah. just doesn't work. I mean, like, I'm gonna say uh, this: the Poltergeist remake was pretty. It was it wasn't horrible. Was, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you remember the Poltergeist remake or the. Oh, the I remember. The yeah, people just said it was like almost shot for shot in a way and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, Poltergeist scared the hell out of me as a kid. Like that, that you know, that little clown dummy with tries to oh, yeah. angle the. And, and you know the mess up thing about it, I believe. That movie's PG. Holy <laughs> hell. There's no... Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me see. There's Cause... no curse words. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, Poltergeist. Let's see. 
That was right before they did PG thirteen. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah it's PG. <laughs> My yeah. goodness. Dude, dude, and like I, a, I think a year or two later, Temple because, of Doom came that, out. That's kinda, that was, uh, yeah, it's weird that it's PG because I think one of the uh, like there is the, isn't there a scene where the where one of the ghosts where a ghost tries to assault the mother in a sexual kind of way? Well, I mean, like you know, they just keep rolling her up. Can, on this. But I was just thinking of the face ripping. It was all bloody and everything. Yeah. So it, it was My goodness, blood the face there. ripping, and then you had the caskets that came out, and the dead just walk out of it, and they're uh-huh. swimming and. The, there's a, there's a lot of very scary shit in that movie. <laughs> no blood, no violence, no nudity. Yeah. So that would be a rated R. Now that's in. A couple of years later, Temple of Doom came out. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah okay. we got a pit of thirteen on this one. You tested us to, to the point where we can. <laughs> yeah, the face you know, we got brown people in here. PG thirteen, please. <laughs> Any other Joes, you know, he could beat up Nazis and melt their face, but oh, he goes to India and do some mystic stuff. Yeah, that's PG-13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Hold on. Hold up. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Because see, our brown people start pulling people's hearts out, we freak out, so PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, the evil, oh, man, part. The evil foreigners man. are coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> that just popped in my head how they like, you know what? Y'all doing Indian stuff based off, you know, Indian people. That's a little bit too much now. Rituals and all this stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the Nazis and melting faces is okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I like two more than one. But I can't remember nothing about two. I remember, like, Five minutes of the ending of two. Are we talking about Poltergeist? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Said, I remember Poltergeist had the guy that was, you know, that that came up and knocked on his door and he said, "I'm yeah, yeah. yeah, that dude was scary. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the. I can't remember the plot of two. But it was the same thing, but now it's like they have a face of the people that needed the girl and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh. Like I said, you can't beat that. See what I mean? Like the poltergeist. See that just you just can't do that now, and it just it's hard though. So, so when it comes to stuff now, and people are like, "Was it scary?" I'm like, "No, it can't be scary." I've seen and too much a, to be scared. And there's a problem as well because that's the whole thing. It's horror movies have become so much into exposition and stuff that it's hard. They go out of their way to remove everything that's scary about the thing that is scary. Mm-hmm. Let's not, like, oh, it hurts me, but let's talk about Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> they had lightning in the bottle for one movie. That's it. And also, uh-huh. even during that movie, once you see the face of the creeper, it gets less scary. It's, it was like the scary, the, how scary it was was at like at level of 10. Once you saw the creature itself, this level will drop down to eight or a point or even a seven. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then they made the second movie, which was a good. It's a, it's a good like you know by the numbers you know horror sequel with the bus and people getting picked off and everything. But it wasn't the first one. It was just like a fun ride. In it. Yeah. But now that was different because again unknown. 
it's unknown. You didn't know much about him. Yeah, you didn't know. But two, yeah, and the first one had the the thing. Two actually, you know, delved into like you know mythology and everything, and you're like, yeah, okay. And then he actually gets caught in the end. Don't die, just get caught. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. This dude is not scary anymore. He just took an L. (laughs) He got exactly. And he got three, which was. I don't know. The less we talk about three, the better, uh, because I still cannot figure out three. Uh, honestly, I I told you I watched three in like three weeks. That's how bad it was. No, it's how bad it is. Yeah, but no, it's always happened like that. It's like even with Leatherface. It's gotta remind me how many Chainsaw Massacre movies he has been. This is like, the problem geez. because 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 if you watch the original Chainsaw Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface was not even the scariest guy in there. It was just no. It's like. It's again, it's like AEW Orange Cassidy is not the main guy, but he's the guy people remember because he puts his hands in his pocket. That's Leatherface because he just wields the chin. But yeah, think about it. The name going correlate with someone with a chainsaw, mm-hmm. a lot of Leatherface. Yeah. But I get you. It's the whole family, it's the whole setting and stuff like that that was scary. Yeah. But they have to try to expand that. And I'm like, there's no reason to expand it. Yeah. But yeah, and you're right. Problem is they try to over explain everything and that's when you lose the luster of it. And I that, get you want to know why, but sometimes you yeah, don't need yeah, to it's, know it's why. It's less scary when it's when you know why. That's the problem. And yeah. this is the like you know, this is the thing that horror went through in the two thousands where everything had to be explained to death. It's gonna be all cool. Yeah, you know, because, we can't yeah, know yeah, the issues and then you know why it happened. Yeah, because I'm what I, I came to watch a horror movie, not an investigative journalism movie. Not fun, Master here. Yeah, Not that's the, fun. I mean, like they got the ring, which was the revolutionary for its time, but it had a lot of like exposition in it, to the point where you, you know, it's not scary as much. Darkness Falls. Darkness Falls had the potential to be one of the scariest movies of all time. Honestly, you remember the one with the tooth fairy that you know if you see her. Yes, yes. I'm trying to make sure it's not the other movies about the light and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember Darkness Falls. Yeah, yeah. And um, the puppet one too. That was just shocky. That was shock value though. Puppet one. Silence. Dead silence. There you go. Oh, dead silence. Yeah, I don't remember the most of others, but you had to explain a lot, and then you just you know you get bored. Yeah, because everything stopped being gimmicks. After two in two thousand, everybody had a gimmick. Yeah. You no. Know, oh, if you don't do this, this some die. You do this, someone's gonna die. Or blah blah blah. You know, you gotta have a you gotta have a gimmick, and and then it just got. Then you gotta explain the gimmick if it's successful, and then yeah, see. <laughs> yeah, and, right thing, yeah, and I remember like Darkness Falls had the whole thing because I watched Darkness. I only watched Darkness Falls the one time. Maybe I'm too hard on it. Maybe I should give it another shot. Honestly, but. The whole thing was they explained, and it still had one of my favorite, like, you know, mass killing scenes, which was when she goes into the police station. Tooth Fairy. Like, flick her on mm-hmm. and up, and she just goes on a close screen on all of them. But here's the other thing. And that's the whole thing about the unknown. She was wearing, like, this porcelain mask. The whole mask. The whole... And then the mask rips, and she's like this old, haggard old lady with those demon things and everything. And that was less scary than the mask. You know, don't go you don't know that it looks underneath yeah. that. You Your imagination that. just takes over. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, what's the movie, uh, came on HBO Max that James Wan did that, uh, some people didn't like? I enjoyed it, uh, off the tumor. 
Um, great. Came out last year. Malignant. Malignant. James Wong. Malignant. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was great. That was fun. That was good. It wasn't scary per se, but it was awesome. It was. It, it was, was, but it, it was, was great. Though. It was scary it until was the different. reveal, but it you was like, great. Yeah. Yeah. I was just yeah. It's, you know, and like I said, everybody movies, is. Cool. Yeah, there are some movies where you just you know you gotta just roll with the punches. It's like, yeah, okay, you thought yeah. this was gonna be something. It's something completely different. Go with it. Exactly. Yeah. There are a few movies like yeah, I love that, that there are a few movies I just cannot turn it off. I cannot just go with it. Uh, like uh, the cabin in the woods. You can't just go with it. I cannot just go with it because I was sold uh, that this. You know, on Master Heater, I keep saying, I keep thinking to myself, if I had known what the cabin in the woods was going to be, I would have had a lot of fun with it. But I went there, I went to the cabin of the woods based on the trailer, wanting to be scared. And they just, like, right off the bat, they removed everything that would care about this movie. It was more of a, you know, it was more of an expose on horror movies and what makes uh, things scary and stuff, and, and not on the other things. And I was like, yeah, this movie should not be approached as a horror movie. It should be approached as a comedy slash social commentary kind of thing uh, you know that kind of thing and that couldn't sell though they couldn't sell they knew they knew what they had and they trying to sell it to being scary and they stuff were like that to, and, and that's the whole idea that's that was what was going to get people into the theaters that's the thing yeah. i understand it completely it just i never it's never clicked for me for that reason because no worries it's, i got certain movies like that too i'm just like i'm not seeing what people seeing and i'm just like uh yeah and just... yeah but that's not to say i see what people see i'm just it's, it's it, it it got ruined for me because I fell for it so hard. I fell for the market. Oh, I, I fell I for the market. That's funny though. You're the first person that ever said that they like they did not they didn't click with them in that aspect of it. But then you explain it like, oh, I was looking at actual actual horror movie. It's either you you love it or you think it's stupid, and you think it's stupid because you don't get it, but you yeah. know what's going on. I know, I don't, and I don't think it's stupid. I was just, it's the problem is, I saw it in theater, me and my friend, I were going there, and uh, we want to go, and I get excited when I'm going to see a horror movie because I want to get scared and everything, and everything, and, uh, and that was yeah. a letdown for me. That's the whole, if it had been a different kind of horror movie, me. Now, I have, now, now I'm much older, so I, I, you know, I keep my expectations way down here for pretty much everything I watch. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a, an MCU movie, then it's probably, like a little up here, well, yeah, 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 and, and Black Adam, and like, Black Adam, know. and Black Adam, pretty much up here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three thousand BC, exactly what a period was at that time. Screw these guys, anyway. But and uh, you know what? It's weird because I think uh, outside of like you know a close circle of friends, including you, Joe, everyone else, a lot of people are like just loving it. And a lot of people are trashing people who are trashing it. That's like, whoa, okay. I was going to tell you, that's what I was surprised that loved it. Mike Johnson, PW Insider, because he said he had a hotline about it, like, I want to hear this. And he loved it. <laughs> Just like, what? Yeah, but you know what, Mike Johnson? And, he, and, it's, no. and he's a big DC fan. But what kills me, he hated Halloween ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird because I would think, so. and that's the thing. Uh, well, how could he love like uh, it's it's weird because he's weird in his movie things because he hates 
the you know the last Jedi with a vengeance. Not sure mm-hmm. if you've read his book, but every time every time there's something related to Star Wars, he goes out of his way to trash the last Jedi. Subliminal. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, I know, I know, because he killed, he killed, he killed his, he killed his heroes, and he yeah. wanted to see. Them. Yes, I heard it all. Yes, yeah. yeah. He hated uh, Ben of Steel because of the ending and stuff like that. They're just like <laughs> so. But I heard that, and I had to like let me quickly go listen to this list of what he thought. I'm just like, what? All right, they got. But uh, it is kind of surprising that he loved the. I mean, uh, okay. And this is the whole thing. Maybe we should let go a little bit, but it's hard. It's it's hard to let go more than we let no, go for that no. movie. <laughs> no, because this is this is my main argument. Having the Rock there and all this stuff, they should have their a game. Yeah. Simple as that, and it's just make it. Cohesent. That's all I'm saying. Keep everything, but keep everything make sense. And they're like, what does it make sense? I always say, what is Black Adam weakness? Oh, uh, it's that um, uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> okay, they showed but you there what was, it was. This they is never the problem. Did. There was no time for plot. That's the whole thing. We have to go to oh. the next fight scene. Fight scene. Fight scene. When was yeah. anyone going to stop and see? Oh, the rocket person. <laughs> Exactly. So, so I don't think we hard on it now. Hard okay. on it. No, is no, that... we're not. Ha- yeah, but, but yeah, okay. Let's not. So let's hard see. on it be just like uh, they made Hawkman look weak. He 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 could do all his other stuff, but he can't go toe to toe with Black Adam. <laughs> uh, I mean, no one can, except uh, except Vin Diesel and Jason Statham. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, those were good. Uh, let's go back to it. Malignant was uh, malignant was good as well because it, yeah we were being sold a different horror movie as well, but it's still at by the point the reveal comes up you went through this whole thing where this is like a thriller horror movie you didn't care you're just okay this is a wild goose trailer. this is a wild ride let's just be along with it. But again, it went through steps. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's the perfect horror movie where you don't know what's going on. Yeah. First, you thought maybe it could be his. It's a Jalo, so like a murder mystery type thing. Like, okay, no, something supernatural. Like, but no, it's not supernatural. But yeah, it's, it's because it's, uh, yeah, see, until, it's until they actually give you the reveal, which no one, which I don't think anyone's so coming. I mean, like, but until they give you the reveal, your mind just keeps uh, keeps working to like trying to figure out what's going on and, uh, while you're watching. Like, is he an alive person that's possessed by her brother? Or is it the, like is someone? <laughs> yeah, you think of everything that's going on now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a hot take, and okay, here this we go. This is gonna be crazy. Here we go. Here I this. understand your issues with the movie X. Oh boy, I was trying, I was, <laughs> I was trying not to come to X. But yeah. No, but no, I under we can make sure I understand it, but I still enjoyed it for what it was and the homages because I could tell you if I if I watched that on Monday and you asked me explain it on Tuesday, I couldn't explain that movie to you because I don't have you no, know, I know what was happening, but motives and reasons I can't give you one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Only motive only reason I give you is it was a porn star shooting an adult movie at a farmhouse. And that's it. And they was crazy people. And they just went crazy. And they killed them. That's the movie right there. 
That's all I could say. That about I mean, I, I mean that's the most right there, but that's I don't know. It's maybe maybe if X was like a special, like a TV special that was like a one hour long, I might have been bad. I might have been less pissed off by it. But it's yeah. It's the whole thing is like I felt like I take time out of my day. I kept watching how the stories, the, the how the story's <laughs> progressing, and all I got in the end was a bunch of people getting killed off. It's like that's that's. It should have been a Netflix thing. If it was a Netflix thing, it probably would have been a little bit better for you to yeah. watch. Then yeah, you sit there and like, okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's like I'm not like. This is what I've been waiting. This is what I had to. Why I had to sit through these douchebag, unlikable, poorly written, dumb as shit characters talk about sex for like an hour, just to see them get killed, and nothing happened. <laughs> nothing they exactly. said. Nothing they said actually made had any consequence on what was going to happen at the. Yeah, all I can say is it's a homage to the seventy slasher type thing, which yeah. to me that's what I got it because I've seen some seventy movies like, oh, let's just bring these people in here and this is going to be one one side characters and oh, we're just going to get killed. By the way, for God's sake, let's see. Yeah. Huh? By the way, this might be talking about this morning. I watched Little Shop of Horrors for the first time as a, as a movie. Original one or the 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 eighties one. The eighties. Okay, cause there's a black and white version of it too. That's oh, really? the original. Was, was it, was it also a musical? No. no. Is it good? <laughs> it's decent. Yeah. Different story. It's not shot for shot like the A's one, but yeah. yeah. By the way, the stage version ends completely different than how the movie version ends. I heard about this too. Yeah, the black and white is about like an hour. Yeah. Well, I'd say well, about an hour. And... That might be good. Yeah. But uh, the first time I. This First time I watched it today, uh, and it was, and uh, you know, I have the streaming thing, so it was on Sundance TV. And by the way, like these, sh- like TV channels that give cut the commercial every ten minutes is like it just it, it does wonders for uh, for making breaking the flow of a movie. But then again, little child bars, it's 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 And I'm just gonna say the most brilliant performance of everyone in this movie is Bill Murray. Oh, no, no, no. I have to disagree. He was. But I freaking love Steve Martin. Yeah, Steve Martin. Yeah, I mean, they played off <laughs> each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just the whole song and everything. And, you know, drop his motorcycle and he stops and look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he flies into the into frame and everything, like, what just happened? <laughs> like, like, yeah. 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 He does this whole thing and then he's being uh, killed by the gas and everything. <laughs> He was like the way he reacted to Bill Murray. too, was like, "Get out, <laughs> get, get out, you sick!" <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, someone else is getting off on the off this. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> exactly, see, <laughs> and it's just so different seeing him like a bad guy in the black yeah. hair and stuff. Yeah, the guy from Breeze Yeah, but the, the, the like, acting, oh, but the this. acting by the female lead. What's her name? I. Oh god! Wait, no, no, just Audrey. Uh, yeah, Audrey. That was horrible. <laughs> just, just gonna say that. But doctor, doctor, <laughs> doctor, doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's a, no, because there are there are times where it, where clearly she's just taking the cues, and I get it because, and I'm not sure that I'm watching this. Not just her. Rick Moranis does this too, like where he just talks and he's just waiting for someone to talk to him, and 
and I'm not sure. I'm watching this. I'm not sure. Is this deliberate? Are they? I, you know what? I never noticed it though. But I do. You know what? I, I like. Ellen Green, that's I like the songs and stuff like that. So yeah, I can sing and dance. But yeah, I love I'm a dentist because that's how I want to roll yeah. up. You know. Yeah, I'm a dentist. Professional wear, like, what professional wears a rolls a motorcycle? That's what. <laughs> if you ever see that guy, you're gonna say, "Oh, I want this guy to be my dentist." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he tells him that could happen to you, and he has a picture of a bat or her, like rat teeth on his. Oh, no. Oh, no. He and likes about the X-ray thing and it's like, what the? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, and I'm just, it's gonna end and he's so sexual when he does this thing. He gets on top of him like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the Nova K uh, laughing guy. What the? I need no. I need a buzz while I'm doing this. What the hell? <laughs> but I always wanted that if I ever get a motorcycle, that's how I want to stop it. Just jump off of it, just stare at it, like <laughs> stops. <laughs> it's like, and like it's like, and they made him like this, uh, not just like a uh, like a hateable asshole. It's like he's an unbelievable. He's literally an unbelievable asshole. Like the girl, the girl Audrey fell off the motorcycle. He just kept going and going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> here's a funny thing. In the original black and white one, which is totally different tone and everything, it's like person, uh, Jack Nicholson does the cameo hmm. as one of the dental patients. Oh, really? He can be Bill Murray in that way, but not acting exactly like that and stuff like that. So yes, so yeah. But no, I don't think you'll like it. It's 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 sixties fun and it's yeah. dark in his aspect. Uh, speaking, stuff, but, yeah. uh, speaking of black and white, by the way, just uh, you know, uh, Graveyard Rat from Cabinets of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. There's a if you go to episodes of more on there, there's a black and white version of it. Is it nice? Yeah, I'm thinking I might watch that tonight. Oh yeah. Oh, but man. Question, question for you. When is the? I mean, I don't know if you've seen it or not. But have you seen Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. So. Which season is the, the actual pro- proper season for it? Is it Halloween or Christmas? Or do you watch it in November so just you can get both? Well, I only seen it once. I wasn't people to watch it, but to me, it this this is my thing about it though. Anything that's related to Christmas is a Christmas movie. Mm. Stuff like that. Like anything that's scary could be a Halloween movie. So like you said, because then you beg up the question, the Deadly Night Selling Night. Is that a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? That's, uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but this is different because it's like, you know, the whole Nightmare Before Christmas happens but it starts on Halloween because the Halloween characters want to take over Christmas. That's... Yeah, but you can do both. You can yeah, make it a Christmas movie. But it's more Christmas, I think, yeah. than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just like with Die Hard. Die Hard was in the Christmas thing, so it could be a Christmas movie. Yeah, wait a minute. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. That's what he said in his role. Exactly, and it's a Christmas movie. See, there you go. So that's basically what it is. That's yeah. all I look at. Batman, Bat, 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 Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Returns. Yeah, I would say it's Christmas too. It's got Christmas in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, okay. Oh, so yeah. we're gonna so we're gonna talk about Christmas movies, I guess, in December. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Are. I, I can't. We are. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Reindeer Games. Anyway. <laughs> So you know they're actually making a sequel to the Christmas story. I can tell you now how unoriginal Hollywood is. Why? 
Why? We got and, these streaming stuff, and they paying money, so we, we need you, something. You, and you want to talk about like, I mean, I, I get it, but isn't it doesn't it play every Christmas, and people have not complained about you know wanting something new. And That's I'm gonna tell you something. If we're talking about uh, overrated seasonal movies, I'm not okay. I should not. I should not go there because I know a Christmas story is dear and near to everyone. Uh, no, not to me. I don't care for it. I've oh, yeah, been. But, yeah. but I've seen it once. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say that. I've seen it once. It's... I've probably oh. seen it once, but I don't it's, remember. It's, 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 I only remember about the BB gun and the leg lamp. Yeah, and, uh, but... and, uh, yeah. and, uh, when, <laughs> and when he beat up the bully. That's... Oh, and the tongue thing on the pole. And the tongue thing on the pole. Yeah, yes. it's it's a fine. No. It's it's fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. It's not, you know, it's not the Santa Claus three. You know what? I'm not a big fan of Christmas movies. Say it too. Really? <laughs> I love Christmas movies. Not the you know classic. You know, Christmas all, movies. Not the Hallmark Christmas movies or anything. Uh, I just, no, no, I, no. I rather I rather be the booking team for AEW than do Hallmark things. <laughs> But no, legit Christmas. If they ever have, yeah, yeah. If they ever have lifetime Christmas movies, that those are ones I want to see. Oh yeah, yeah. Santa Claus, he been beating no Mrs. Claus. Yeah, what's gonna happen to her? <laughs> yeah, well, she's gonna. Someone's been kidnapping the elves. Who is it? Well, it's Santa Claus. <laughs> exactly. There's exactly. no big mystery. He's on the naughty list. It's, it's, it's the exact same person you thought it was. But, or I think it could be like Iron Man 3. But that's another podcast. Anyway. Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. I'm, um, didn't come out in Christmas. But it's Christmas. Don't need to. Yeah. Well, two and a half hours. This has been a very spooky. By the way, Monday Night Raw, there's a, again, Trick or Street Fight match, which of course, it's on Halloween. Yeah. Fine. You gotta do it. Yeah, fine, but it's uh, it's just not good. And then, okay, so I think we should wrap this up. They're giving all right, uh, like Steve Austin. All right, everyone, they're giving me the whole going home speech. Well, ladies and gentlemen, on Devil's Night, just if you're uh, and uh, we apologize that Joe O'Connor was not here. He was. He said that it's Devil's Night tonight, and he's gonna be busy TPing his own house. We don't know why, but you don't have to say that. You know, you know, John Con- Joe O'Connor does not like Halloween. He doesn't like dress up. He thinks it's the devil. He's gonna go and donate uh, his services to whatever his church is and feed the homeless and blah blah blah. He doesn't yeah. care for Halloween. He yeah. thinks it's the and, devil. Yeah, he's gonna give a he's gonna give out smiley faces. Apparently, Joe, Joe O'Connor is now part of Chism. Chism. <laughs> Don't go to his house because he's gonna give you out apples and raisins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love is blind. Chisel. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, before you go, what you thought about that? Having her in there. It's fine. I mean, I watch NXT. I watch NXT while I'm doing something else, so I'm not all there with it. And I'm thinking like she ain't scary. And then I actually paid attention to the picture and they did some her eye. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's, 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 let's see. It's, it's, uh, it's not like, it's not Vince McMahon revealing himself as the higher power. I mean, like, it's, it's just, 
Yeah, this girl that's never Give been on... Give it the end of the year. Yeah, it's... Just because the, uh, investigations over when he might. <laughs> he might just come out like, it's all, it's me all alone. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking about, like, it's like it's, it's not the 98th angle, the 98th angle, or the 99th angle, or just, you know, it's me, Austin. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's this girl oh. who happens to be the Rock's daughter who we've never seen before. It's, it's a historic moment in what it was, but it's not a historic moment because of how it's laid out. It's I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, why are we making the big deal about this? We, we, we uh, the big deal was she debuted. But I'm thinking, like, okay, she it's just the debuted. Big, the big thing is, this is the Rock's daughter, and they put her in this horrible, horrible faction. It's, it's, it's just... And then she can now shine on it. Hopefully, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> if they can, if they can give her something. It's either that or Shawn Michaels and the Rock's beef are like way deeper than we actually originally thought. Shawn Michaels. Well, Come uh, on now. Uh, who's head booker? Uh, who's head booker in NXT? It's Shawn Michaels. So. Oh, I know. I mean, Shawn Michaels is holding a grudge. Come on now. Uh, I don't yeah. think. Uh, yeah. Or maybe he's trying to fix it, so he's gonna see. He's gonna make this girl the. Again, I'm not a fan of like you know factions of guys and girls because they don't get to do much together. <laughs> I get you. So no, I just meant to ask you about that. So we can wrap this up, my friend. Okay. Like I said, everyone, happy scary night. Have a scary night. That's how they used to end those uh, Goosebumps TV shows, if you remember. I know, I know. Arl, Arl Stein would say, have a scary night, everyone, and just, you know. I forgot what they used to say. I forgot. Now you made me forget they used to have a saying when they signed off saying, like, you know, good night. No, good frights and good night. There you go. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, everyone, again, once again, James, this is for James Beelzebub Blanton. Yeah, Beelzebub, it's, it's pretty fitting for now. Or maybe James... And the uh, Voodoo. James, James oh, Dr. Voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Voodoo. Dr. Voodoo is actually a Marvel character, so I'm not sure if I can... Yeah, exactly. That's what you said. I thought that made me pop my head in there. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Dr. Voodoo doing that voodoo he does. Wasn't he a doctor? Wasn't he a doctor, uh, like a supreme sorcerer, and, uh, and then he died? And then his brother took yeah. over. Uh, it's just like weird. Other brother or brother brother? No, an actual <laughs> no no look like it's. Brother brother, if you don't I stop, okay. Wait, he wasn't Doctor Voodoo. He was Brother Voodoo. Then he became Sorcerer Supreme, and then he became Doctor Voodoo. Now that's what that's okay. the disconnect. Now I remember. Okay, there you Shouldn't, go. Shouldn't you know this stuff? Because you're... <laughs> what a big-time Doctor Strange fan? You know, I should. I should. I should yeah. know that. No, because you're... Uh, <laughs> this is me This is me uh, doing my Halloween... Uh, this is me in my Halloween costume as Joe Connor. Everyone. <laughs> Shouldn't you know this stuff, James? <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should. Yeah, thank you. But, uh, but, All right, yeah. yeah, but anyway... Everyone have a like a uh, happy holidays. This is the big, you know, scary whatever they do. Uh, How did Vincent Price uh, used to sign off? A lot of things I can't remember. Uh, see, we should have researched that. We should have. Now I feel bad now. Okay, well, we'll fix should've. it. In, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna yeah. fix it in post. But you know what? While well, we're, we're still here, I'm sorry, everyone. Just bear with us. Couple more minutes, then we'll let you out. 
this movie's uh this podcast is longer than Fair Fire Two, I think, right now. Or is it this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I hate the Fair Fire one. I don't know if you like it or. Okay, so I wrote the first cool? sign off and it didn't come up as anything. Let's see. Yeah, I didn't need it either, yeah. Vincent Price quotes. Let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your body starts to shiver because for no mere mortal can resist the evil mm-hmm. of the thriller. It's much fun to scare as to be scared. Happy podcasting. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween.